Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming at you from SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 72. Hello, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me this week is BT Calloway. Hi. And Jordan Frost. Hello. <laughs> Weird intros to you guys. How are you doing, Lo? I mean, there's only so many ways you can say hello. Yeah. <laughs> this is the last thing I think about <laughs> as you start speaking. Yeah. How do I you, say hello? You have that moment of, oh no, he's going to ask me again. What do I have prepped? It's like we're in class and you're like, everyone's reading out loud, so you read ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's going to be my bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then they change it up, like, no, I was ready. <laughs> Shit. Well, in case you don't know what's about to happen to you, this is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time. But the catch is, each episode comes from a different decade. And starting out tonight, we did Season 27, Episode 16, The Margie and Chronicles. This was first released in March of 2016, and it was written by Brian Kelly. In this episode, Lisa signs up to join a SpaceX-style program to be one of the first colonists on Mars and being concerned about this uh, but wanting to deter at the same time Marge gets this harebrained scheme from Homer to also join and end up being really good at it and Marge is also considered to go up into Mars anyway decided to do this episode today because it does tie in heavily with like what SpaceX are up to and even though they use a power port which was Exploration Incorporated I thought it was very relevant given the news this week but I don't know how best to articulate what happened so Jordan? <laughs> uh, they uh, done put a car in the space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elon Musk fired his very first... Well, it's a, it was a test flight, and that's why it was a Tesla Roadster. His Tesla Roadster, the very first Tesla Roadster ever made, um, wow. got fired into space. The good thing being is that the whole thing was that because he uses reusable rockets, it makes space a whole lot cheaper to go yeah. to and so it's like it immediately began spruiking his packages i think it's like to send like a small thing using the uh, the falcon 9 i think it's 60 million dollars uh the falcon heavy yeah falcon heavy is i think like a hundred and something million dollars but it's much cheaper than the like half a billion that like you know a nasa or a normal space corporation would use so yeah it's yeah pretty cool. and anyone likes to promote that he's using american materials american workers and stuff whereas nasa yeah. sort of over budget this stuff and like get most of their stuff from mm. Russia as well. So like mm. Elon's got a very good case for yeah, the private sector getting involved with space exploration. It's yeah. quite fascinating. It's exciting. One of the first real advancements in a very long time. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, given the relevance to what's been happening and this episode, thought it was a good time to do it. So mm. yeah. anyway, guys, the Margian Chronicles, what did you think? I liked it more than the Musk who fell to Earth. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> to be fair, that's not hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no matter what Elon Musk's achievements in life, he will always have a shitty Simpsons episode. Yes. Yeah, we've already reviewed that one. So <laughs> like, go back and check out a very scathing review of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll say the first third pretty damn lame but it does improve slightly over, yeah. over time i got some genuine laughs out of it like i got some chucks it yeah gets, like I said, it gets good we spend the, almost the entire first third on eggs mm. so uh mm. yeah. yeah and they just kept going back to eggs even though there were no more eggs jokes left to mine you at home think of an egg joke okay that's it that's all the jokes you have <laughs> for the next 10 minutes yeah I will say this episode did a lot right, but it also not necessarily did a lot wrong, just did a lot lame, I think. Yeah. Mm. It wasn't offensively bad. No. no. It was just a bit kind of, oh, come on. BT, for better or worse, what is a joke that stood out to you? I actually do quite like in that first part that I was just making fun of. <laughs> Homer does have a good line of, uh, 
Marge is like, why do you always think about the things you don't have? And he goes, has anyone ever thought about the things they do have? Yeah. It's like, it's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. I probably didn't need the extra button of him going around the table and Lisa going, not really. And then maybe. It was better to leave it hanging on kind of the philosophical note of almost saying it to you at home. But you're like, oh yeah, I don't really think about, yep, look at this. I've got this. This is good. Yeah. It was just good wordplay as well. Like that was a fun, like string of words that he said. Mm, called a sentence, I believe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the brand new thing. Sentences. Check it out now. Get yours today. <laughs> Jordan, what's a joke for better or worse throughout here? It was two lines that I, I liked. Was One was when they're going back to steal eggs for the second time and they open the hatch and Flanders is there with a flashlight and like, the farmer! And But Flanders goes, I'm going to enjoy finding it in my heart to forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was a perfect Flanders line. Mm. And the second one was, yeah, NASA would never have the got to send a baby into space. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they were quite good lines. I was like, yeah, good on you, HD Simpsons. Mm. Yeah, I dug that. The joke that stood out to me, and it's going to also start into what story moment stood out to me, was this opening section with Flanders has got a chicken coop and Homer and Bart start stealing his eggs. And Flanders does have a really good line of don't... Um, don't let my feathery fellas ruffle your feathers, feather, fella. Fuck. Oh, wow, <laughs> that is good. good Don't one. let my feathery fellas ruffle your feathers, fella. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And delivered in that joyful Flanders way. Again, hey. this was just fun wordplay. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't even notice that bit. Yeah, BT, what about, uh, did you like this opening story bit, the it, eggs? It just went on for a bit too much. Like, you know this is not where we're staying. Yeah. So it's like, okay, where are we going? And it just kind of takes a little bit too long. Another quick line I did like was when Homer finds out he has chickens, like, Flanders, you've had chickens since when? Oh, you know, got them a couple of months ago. Well, I'm sick and tired. I'm trying to get rid of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I liked the point that Flanders had his own chickens to have his own eggs and showed, you know, these ones are so much more orange and like yeah. the way they were animated was beautiful. Someone did put a lot of effort into animating eggs. I really, so. And then they're cracking open those yolks and I was like, oh, picking over that. some eggs. Yeah, yeah. They probably like <laughs> looked at a bunch of different egg samples and cooked them up and like had a really delicious research session there. Yep. And it's like if four out of five people aren't salivating by the animation of these eggs, we take it back and we do it again. <laughs> yep. That's right. And then in contrast with like their store-bought yellow eggs. Yeah. I thought this was a really clever thing, but then for me it took a nosedive when they the Simpsons got their own chicken coop. Yeah. And then Lisa literally kind of slides in is like, oh wow, home farming. Well, that's really good for your carbon footprint or bad for it. I can't remember. It's like, she literally just skids in and gives this little line. Yeah. Like, yeah. But they're so cute. Yeah, it's like, I feel like she would be opposed to them being in cages. Yeah. Uh, but I think she digs the ethical thing, but I'd like to have she sort of went they're so cute again showing lisa is still being a kid, a kid. Yeah. yeah but then bar and homer are like oh no the chicken the eggs don't taste as good unless we steal them and they're doing heists and and they're explaining that point like it felt like they went over that same point like three times in the dinner and yeah. it's like yeah. fuck i know what you're projecting just shut up already. And then they do a thing where they compare them side by side and then it's like well we yeah. have to get rid of the chickens and i was like there's a long way to get to where we're going but yeah. finally we're getting where we're going yeah oh and even then it still went via oh let's go steal flanders eggs one more time and yeah the potato chip thing i don't think that flanders would really eat potato chips i think you know considering they eat unflavored ice cream and stuff and it wasn't effective product testing as well what it's supposed to be blind. a double blind yeah, yeah. yeah come on yeah and then they 
do the whole steal Flanders eggs thing again to get chased around mm. by the hose. And no, keep chasing. It was just silliness. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like it could have been worse, though. It definitely could have. Oh, yeah. For it's... one of the Simpsons irrelevant first acts, it wasn't the worst. It wasn't dumbass Homer either. No. Like, he was, was just greedy. Yeah. yeah, he was surprisingly adept in this episode. So, BT, for better or worse, what's the story moment that stood out to you? Lisa decides she wants to go to the space program, and then Marge is obviously, you know, saying, no, you can't, and then Homer gives her the idea of, no, no, you pretend you're okay with it, so she'll kind of burn herself out on the idea. Yeah, so speaking of what you were just saying, Jordan, about Homer mm. actually being kind of knowing in this yeah. episode, his whole leaning into the skid philosophy. Yeah, mm. and I, th- I think it's one that would definitely work. So what do you reckon about that whole thing as kind of an anchor point for this episode that they kept coming back to of Homer, like, advising and guiding Marge throughout this I kind of feel like he's done enough of it that that's the implication that he knows what to do because he just kind of knows the laziest way to get through something and then yeah i can imagine that yeah i i think as well like i mean he's been punching above his weight for a long time yeah he he must have picked up a few tricks along the way yeah <sighs> there's this whole idea of men from mars women from venus in this episode i feel because there's constant references to them like you know the male mind or you know you mm-hmm. female participants or whatever it's this very battle of the sexes-esque thing kind of going on just in the back yeah it's weird because i don't think he's being offensively sexist no. but it is kind of yeah, drawing those lines between male and female. It's a little more opportunistic, I think. Yeah, and I also find his attitude a bit patronising. Yeah, look, I I don't know if it was meant to be. It does come across a little bit like that, but I'm going to give them benefit of the doubt and think... I'm giving a fictional character, Homer, <laughs> the benefit of the doubt by thinking he's trying to say, look, in my experience, in this family, this mm. is how I've best learned how to deal. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he was really trying to be patronizing or sexist or anything like that. It was just, hey, I've noticed this works. Yeah. yeah. And that just works Use on it if people you want. anyway. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, it just it does come across as a bit of a shame that he did sort of frame it as this um the thing that you need to know about women, Marge. Yeah. You know? But Jordan, was there a story point that stood out to you for better or worse? Yeah, I liked the idea that Marge was really good mm. at being a colonist. That was it. a turn I really didn't see coming, but they really no. make a lot of sense of it as well. So Oh, they even give you instructions on how to clean this book by yeah. <laughs> And I loved the line that you're just upset that I'm just as good at Mars as you. Yeah. Maybe even better like you know it's like a task like I'm, mm. I'm good at mars yeah yeah i really like this idea that yeah you would actually need someone who is very like thorough and really good and very precise and watching out for danger and marges yeah. all of those things they do have a point where she says uh when you're a parent watching out for petty tiny dangers that could become explosive is paranoia but for mars it's what you're supposed to do yeah <laughs> it's like yeah that's true astronauts really have to worry about like every tiny detail yeah but i do like the idea that at a point that she seems like she's starting to enjoy it yeah it's not just the misdirect anymore it's yeah yeah you have fun with these procedures, whatever goes, oh, well, they won't be fun if you call them procedures, <laughs> yeah. but if you think of them as chores, <laughs> then they got a bit of a buzz. Like, yeah. See, yeah, that's something that really picks me up about this episode. Marge is on top form. She's got her cute little Margeisms. And yeah. As well, like, there was mention that she wanted to start a G rated comedy club called uh, Gentle Jollies. <laughs> Gentle Jollies. <laughs> that's freaking adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Which I do love comes back yeah. on Mars later on. There is a Gentle Jollies. Oh, was there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the little. In that establishing shot. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's oh. very cute. Yep. Awesome. Marge got to Mars. 
bars and she opened her little cheerleader yeah. comedy club. But yeah, you know that, yes, she is a housewife, homemaker, I don't know mm-hmm. what the term is now. I think homemaker is still fine. Yeah. But yeah. she really relishes it. Like she really yeah. loves it. So she's like, yeah, this is great. And I love it. And yeah, I really, I really enjoyed Marge in this episode. Yeah. yeah. The people who were running it were recognizing how good she was at these mm. tasks as well, I think, was like really validating for her and nice to watch. Mm. And yeah, gave a good thing for Lisa to go, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm the smart one here. It's supposed Why to be is... my thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? No, only this once. Yeah, I've seen this about three times before. Okay. There's something that compels me about this episode, or mm. did. I'm so on the fence about it now, though. Oh, really? Yeah, I I don't know which way I'm falling with this. But guys, can you tell me, ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. Lisa is the overachiever. She's very Mm -hmm. determined to kind of appear as smart as well. Yeah. I mean, Lisa's kind of done this before when they get a military school and she's like, oh, no, I'm staying here. This is the challenge I've been looking for. Yeah. And I kind of liked the back and forth when Homer and Lisa's head as the family yeah, yeah. first joined the space exploration <laughs> When she figures thing. out what they're doing, it's like, okay, they're just doing this, so I'll get bored and quit. Like, Homer's like, oh yeah, we just need to keep this up until she gets bored and quit. Because all I have to do is wait him out and he'll quit first. Uh, I think I might quit soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like, like, which one of these two guys do I quit to? Yeah, <laughs> I did like that line, yeah. So yeah, people were themselves in this episode and the characters recognising each other for themselves, I mm. think, was important because yeah. Lisa and Marge were sort of in this little standoff to see who will break yeah. first. Yeah. It is interesting this is the second time we've really seen them in a heavy standoff. First one being that uh, a comic book they drew together. Oh, yeah. Had a very similar, then one of them gets a little bit more recognition than the other and they kind of end up at odds. So that's interesting. It happens. Yeah. Yeah, Lisa gets very, very competitive um, not just with Marge, but with I mean, like, her yeah. brother, with Lisa's other kids. Rival, yeah. You know, I think it went... Yeah, anytime you become ostracized, you build your own little kingdom, and anytime mm. anyone else steps in that little kingdom, you, people get defensive. Yeah. That's been one of the reoccurring flaws with Lisa's character over the years, is that she has a tendency to be way too proud as well. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think that's a good character flaw to have, that she's queen of this her own nerdy kingdom, anyone else breaches that kingdom it becomes a problem absolutely and yeah she has a can get a real jealousy streak as we saw with lisa's rival and mm. or when maggie gets smart or yeah yeah absolutely or with the the ice hockey as mm-hmm. well like... oh definitely so in these moments that tested the character yeah i can't say anyone was off no i don't think so i did like how they they established chronology as well like mr simpson you've been an astronaut before and yeah like yeah the... <laughs> i nearly killed everyone yeah <laughs> what, what did you learn yeah lesson <laughs> lessons i guess <laughs> it's such a homer line as well I it's such like a it. like a palm off as well like oh yeah very lots of lessons mm. 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 i still learn those lessons <laughs> yeah <laughs> so let's talk about the wackiness in this episode the fake rocket thing at the end <laughs> that was yeah a lot of oh no we're not doing this in the game by yeah it was very poorly like for a big wacky cartoon moment of we're launching a rocket marge and lisa are going to mars yeah they... and then to bail out of it with such a lame excuse yeah and they almost get away with it by like doubling down on the lame of uh first of all how are they supposed to go from we'll have be ready in 10 years to be ready on thursday how is that supposed to happen i liked the joke that there was a competing company that yeah but and even then so. they had a contract with their fig glutens <laughs> that they had to be the first cookie in space <laughs> yeah i liked that as an explanation yeah, but even then, it was like, okay, sure. I think, I think they could have still had Inspire the Next Generation, but I don't know, make it a bit 
something else. I don't know. It was weird to have them say, oh, you know, we just had the shell of the rocket, so I didn't leave. Oh, our car wouldn't start. And it's like, but they both said they didn't want to do it at 10 seconds to launch, and mm. you still went ahead with launch. Mm. That yeah. could have been your out. Just... Why weren't they already gone? And maybe you can create some drama that there's no communication with down at base, Oops, and then it turns out that no one's there because it's not going to happen. Yeah, I they, don't know. Actually, it would have been funny if the, yeah, the whole control bay was just gone. They're sitting in the rocket. It's counting down. They're saying, no, we want to leave. And it just keeps counting down, and then yeah. nothing happens. They get out, and there's no one in the control room. They're like, oh, there's just a note left, yeah. like yeah. a post-it, just left on the big screen, like the big control or something. Yeah. Going, sorry guys, didn't Good want luck. you to be mad. Yeah. Thought we'd leave before you found this. Yeah, also, right. taking some of this money with us. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for everything. Okay, bye. <laughs> I do like at the very end how uh, they've got all the excess supplies yeah. in the house, and they're just eating them. Yeah, yeah. Also, because they don't call attention to it, it's just there. Yep. Yeah, they got all the simmer sauces and stuff, oh. which is a good upgrade because I saw earlier in the episode, Marge was cooking with a product called food sauce. Food sauce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was just good signs in this one as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like when Lisa spreads out all these magazines, I didn't catch all of them, but one of them I saw, which I really liked was scientists, colon, Mad Max, too optimistic. <laughs> it was, yeah. That did feel like a bit of a screen pause moment. I liked uh, one of the sponsors was Ashley Madden. Oh, but yeah. like, um, yeah, a cross <laughs> yeah. between Ashley Madison and Madden NFL. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like a football player with his fingers up to his lips, like, shh. <laughs> like, that's good. I kind of like that. And I like the book Marge was reading when she talks about, as a mother, you, it's what you look out for anyway. So mm. in, in Mars, it's necessary. And she goes back to reading a book called Terminal Events, colon, cannibalism to cyanide leak yeah <laughs> and it's like that's just the c's yeah <laughs> you're gonna go to all the rest of the alphabet oh, gotta be prepped a... for that cannibalism and cyanide leak <laughs> yeah it can happen in space and everything in between yep yeah the other wacky moment for me was that the chickens kept coming up but i did I kind like of that. like this chickens in space suits if, if <laughs> anyone wants to know a way to buy heart chickens in space suits. It was super in fucking space. cute but also because that's how we got there as well uh, their whole thing was, oh, yeah, no, we don't, don't need these chickens anymore now that we don't want their eggs. So what are we going to yeah. do with them? Are we going to donate these people for science? And then that becomes the space center. So the fact that you see the chickens come back is kind of like, oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a nice touch. And they're all doing like little funny things. Like they were having like a jump gravity test at one yeah. point. And I think they were in the capsule with Marge and Lisa as well. Yeah. yeah. There was three of them just trapped behind. And they're <laughs> kind of like looking around like nervously like, what's going on? What the cuck is happening here? Uh, what uh, the buck? Uh, what the cluck? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, any other wacky moments? When Homer needs to speak to Marge privately, he just grabs the rug she's standing on and pulls her away. Yep, that's pretty good. <laughs> I think we've hit on this a little bit, but let's just go over it again, the heart of this episode. So this whole conflict between Lisa and Marge, but you also have this weird through line of Homer and Bart supporting them. And the scene in particular is the nodding and the saying, yes, I know. Yeah, yeah that was pretty good. <laughs> I, I, man, I like it, but I also think it is a little patronizing. Well, no, no, no. See, the thing is, they exemplify perfect conflict resolution techniques. This mm -hmm. is for like anytime you've got an angry customer or anything. Yep. Listening back to them, repeating what they're saying, saying, oh, like I understand, and oh, that, that must, must be, be really frustrating for yeah. you. Yeah. I can see how that would be a problem. Yeah. Yep. It's actually like good techniques for conflict resolution and stuff. So I was like, 
Oh yeah, they've studied hard. They've yeah, done very they've well. They've done some active listening yeah. and conflict resolution training. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Homer, well done. You've actually resolved the situation very well. And Bart as well, doing the exact same thing. <laughs> well, he was but, coached. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then they have this moment together where they're playing catch and talking about how successful it was listening to them and it was this really nice moment undercut by them going, I'm glad our relationship is based on physical abuse rather than emotional abuse. Yeah, psychological <laughs> abuse, yeah. That really was, weird. That was strange. Also because he calls it this listening trick that you taught me, like how <laughs> yeah. it's like a, yeah. like a con. Yeah, that's kind of what I hate about this message, that it keeps sort of saying these things about supporting people so that they'll get bored of it and active listening to stop them yammering about their problems. It's mm. coming in this framework of it being a trick. Mm. Yeah. It kind of is a trick because it works in that regard, but it's yeah. just that, you know, being a good person, really, listening. It's all about what you do with it. And I guess, like, it isn't one way or the other. That's why I'm sort of talking because it is kind of nuanced. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not directly sexist or patronized or any bad or good. Like, you could have dodged it a bit more with like a couple of lines. They were just like, I'm glad we decided to stay out of this one. Thanks for the coaching so I wouldn't get involved because effectively that's what they've done. They've not provided any feedback or advice. They've just listened and then left so they didn't have to be a part of it. And yeah. then you're continuing this yeah. weird thing of Homer being like this mentor throughout this yeah, episode. Yeah, just have Homer go, boy, your, uh, your mother and sister are fighting now. We do not want to get a part of this because one of them is going to decide the other one is wrong and we're going to get caught in the fallout. <laughs> Yeah, coming back to uh, that whole future jump scene at the end mm -hmm. where Lisa is being comforted by the nod bot. Like, yeah. yeah. Which, as much as I enjoyed the callback, is a little bit like, huh, women, you can shut them up with just a nodding robot. Yeah. A little bit. It's Again, it's not fully hit. Mm. It feels like that's what they're kind of laying up. Also, was it that 2051, that kind of head? Yeah. Elise is like in her 40s. And still living at home. Well, I guess it's Mars. <laughs> not much of it is colonized yeah, yet. So, my gosh. If you're not your own woman by 40. I don't know if you could live. Like, there's a. Oh, actually, that's going to be more of a Jordan Lane Horner, but anyway, that's fine. You can do that now if you like. Okay, sure. Corner on Mars! Corner! They talk about like, oh, well, if I want to colonize Venus, then I'm going to go. But you do not want to colonize no, Venus. Lord no, <laughs> It's like minus 200 degrees C on the dark side or like plus 400 degrees on the hot side or something just <laughs> unbearable that you do not want to get involved in. I'm pretty sure we've not actually even seen the surface because it's so like covered in deadly mists. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. That sounds right. <laughs> what we were saying before about like the carbon footprint, Lisa's like, yeah. oh, this is either increases oh, yeah. or is worse or bad or whatever. She would know. She would know whether like it's good or bad. I feel like it's got to be a decrease as well. Why like, would sure. it be an increase? Because chicken poop's the only thing I could think of and then yeah. you just use that as fertilizer. Chicken yeah. farts. <laughs> yeah toxic toxic chicken farts i wouldn't know well, yeah so i don't know why it would be an increase oh wait it's because chickens hate the planet <laughs> yeah. and they just want to ruin it so if the more chickens we have the closer we get to doomsday oh <laughs> maybe it's because when you farm chickens in like small little batches you've got to buy like more stuff in like bigger quantities or whatever whereas like a big warehouse full of chickens they can buy everything like at a cheaper overall cost per chicken unit and keep an eye on the chickens to make sure they don't yeah. make any plans. Exactly. <laughs> uh, another one was Homer blows all the leaves off his two trees with the hammock. 
yeah. into Flanders' yard and then they're just gone. They're not in his yard anymore. Yeah, that's a shame that wasn't called back to immediately. Because, mm. I don't know, I thought it was a pretty lame way to open yeah. the episode of the single leaf landing on Homer, him picking up the leaf blower which had Flanders' name on it and then blowing the whole trees onto his yard. Yeah. And then, especially for those leaves not to be there at all. It you was know, pointless. You know what's faster? Homer's taking a nap in the, you know, happy's like, ah, having a lazy Wednesday, whatever the hell, and then he starts to nod off, and then there's a you know chicken call from the other side, like morning already. Yeah, yeah, and that's how you find out there's chickens and bitty bam boom. Any other anals? Um, Laramie sponsors their um spacesuit. That's That's kind of funny because you just couldn't have cigarettes in space, could you? (laughs) Until Laramie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just pretty sure that cigarettes aren't allowed to sponsor anything anymore. Yeah, but I think there is something funny to that. Oh yeah, yeah. that you couldn't spark up a diary in space. Yeah, well, just oxygen supplied by Laramie. Yeah, <laughs> now with more nicotine. <laughs> but yes or no? Would you watch this episode again? Hmm, there are space chickens in it. <laughs> Don't know if there's anything else because I feel like the conflict. It's interesting, but maybe a little too quickly dispelled. Like they just. I don't think anyone admitted they were wrong. No. But anyway, yes or no, would you watch this episode um, again? It, it'll pass a hangover test. I don't think any other circumstance I would watch it. Yeah. I just don't feel like there's anything else to get from it. I would. I quite enjoyed it. I think maybe again because my expectations were so low, but I was like, yeah, this is actually pretty decent. Yeah, like I said, there's something that keeps compelling me with this episode, so I have seen it probably four times total. I'd probably watch it again, mm. maybe in the context of a playlist, so we all might watch it again. What playlist does it belong in? Simpsons in Space! space. Nice. <laughs> Laramie. Laramie-sponsored events. events. Yeah. yeah, Laramie-sponsored events. Interesting uh, playlist. Large leases. Yep, Marge Lisa oh, conflicts, yeah. it's not, it's definitely. Not, well, that's the thing. It's kind of the core conflict in the story, but we don't get too many scenes with just them, so... No, that's true, but, like, you could pair this with, still with me, the yeah. ones you mentioned before, and also mm. the one with the angel comes to mind, where Marge and Lisa sort of have that religious conflict yeah. in that. Yeah. Homer understanding the dating-slash-relationship yeah. world. Pair that with the one where he's like, no, remember, boy, women are love compliments. They always want more. More. Yeah. They're like ravenous wolves. Yeah. You know anything else about women? No, that's, no, that's it. it. <laughs> yeah. I was always thinking about the, uh, women is a lot like a beer. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's more like a refrigerator there. Seven feet tall. <laughs> 350 pounds. <laughs> yeah. So, guest stars of this episode, yeah, I felt like oh, the yeah. two scientists. Who were, were they? We got, they got no one you'll know. Really? Okay. They got too, okay. too much attention to them for that. But all right. Tom Shrapling. Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tomo. <laughs> Old Shrappers. Old mate. Your mate. And John Worcester. <laughs> he ain't the Worcester I've seen. <laughs> okay, well, John Worcester, he, he was playing Barry in the episode. I don't know which one was which. He's the drummer for the Mountain Goats. Oh, okay. <laughs> Strange choice, but yeah. okay. Yeah, he's done a bunch of other stuff, but he's mostly known for being a drummer. And Tom Shrapling, who played Paul, is the voice of Greg Universe from Steven Universe. Okay. All right. Anyone watch that show? I don't know. I've watched the first season. It's pretty good. Who's Greg Universe? Some guy. His dad, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, okay. And uh, he was a writer and the executive producer for Monk. Oh, right. I hated that show. Really? (laughs) Well... I didn't hate it any more than any other procedural. I, I think just conceptually it annoyed the hell out of me. He's a detective, but an obsessive compulsive. <laughs> and it's like, ah, oh, really? How about you go fuck yourself? <laughs> He's got a mental illness, so we're going to make fun of him. Yeah, how about you find a window and jump out of it? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought they did a fine job. Yeah. They didn't sound yeah. removed from the Simpsons universe. 
No. No. They sounded like the kind of like people that would be like, yeah, we're going to change the future. We're going to make the world a better place. Yeah. You know, TED Talk kind of yeah. dudes. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen this episode that much, so I'm probably wrong, but it didn't seem like they actually had many jokes. There were a couple of little things there, like when, you know, when they get rid of all the men out of the stuff. But then... Yeah, there's a bunch of men in the final 10 as well, I, so... Yeah, see, that was a that confusing was thing to me, because that testing thing where they go, okay, the men, you were all disappointing, get out of here. Mm-hmm. And then they cut to that press thing where there's guys there again. I found that, like, either I missed the explanation or it wasn't well explained. Yeah. Also, the fact that, like, why would you pick people now for a mission 10 years in future when yeah. they might be dead by then, or they, or might, they might be dropped crippled out, or whatever? Know? I liked some of the excuses for leaving. I'm still very much a raging alcoholic. Yeah. I just want to be a brave person who will go to Mars, not one that is going to go to Mars. Like, yeah, no, I yeah. feel like that's a lot of them. Yeah. The one who hadn't used all his like, restaurant points yet. I was like, yeah, that would actually be me. I'd be like, no, 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 wait. I still got like a, a few tickets at event that I, I need to use. I punched this card yeah. like two more times. I get a free meal at the Sizzler. Yeah. I didn't exchange for a six inch sub because I wanted a foot like I'm only two steps away. I was thinking long term. <laughs> I liked that, but then, like, the guys leaving from the scene before where it was, like, Bart and Homer, Renia, Rule, Castle, Frink, and yeah. that, and Bart just cuts open a slit. I don't know, this wasn't funny. I, I did like Homer's line, are you letting the Martians in? Like, yeah, yeah. just because I'm an idiot. Oh, it's okay, I'll forgive you. <laughs> You're allowed to like things. Okay. It's better than hating things. Is it, though? Just as much as I liked, the like, where Marge had obviously done all the chores and everything, mm-hmm. and so it had time to, like, cross-stitch a little thing for the wall that yep. said, Hab, sweet Hab. Yeah. <laughs> not bad, not bad. There wasn't any musical moments in this, was there? Oh, there was a sick burn on jazz, though. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Is like, I can go to Mars and make sure jazz is, like, the most the dominant, the dominant uh, music there. And Marge is like, well, it needs to, needs to be the dominant... What was it, the line exactly? No, no, no. And she said, shit. like, you know, I can make it the dominant on that planet. And he goes, yes, that's exactly where it belongs <laughs> yeah. on like, another planet. Burn, you know, jazz. I will say, just from a music theory point of view, jazz is a dominant form of music. Oh, get the fuck out of your own <laughs> studio. Just come on. No one wants a lesson. Come on. I really tritoned with that joke. God damn it. <laughs> nice, you bastard. Thank you. Get a Pidgey out of here. <laughs> In a pinch, yeah. Okay. Not bad. BT, what would you change about this episode? I'd definitely either change completely or tighten up that beginning because there's just yep. so much talk about eggs for so long. And I go, I like eggs, but you were turning me on eggs. And there was too much time spent on them trying to figure out that they liked something more because it tasted better when they stole yeah, it. It, just, it yeah. just went on. And I was like, I know this is what the episode is going to be about. Get yeah. to the thing we're going to. Don't so, do the yeah. science experiment. Just say, oh, it's better when they're stolen. And then just you yeah. can, then you've got enough room to have the opening instead. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, then, you know, have them... Watching TV is the Simpsons are want to do. They see a news report about this. Lisa's like, that's not far from us. Can we do a tour? And then when they're touring, she finds out they're hiring for the mission. Yeah. Boom. Fine. Yep. Done. Clean and quick. Uh, anything else you'd change? No, nah, I mean, the plot does move pretty quickly after that point, so it doesn't really lag or anything. But maybe you have a bit more of the heart and a bit more of a realization of, you know, why Lisa wants to stay rather than just, I'm eight and shouldn't go to space because, of course, I shouldn't. That's insane. But she's still totally okay with the idea of leaving forever. That part isn't gone. So maybe tie it back to, of course, you'd miss them, but maybe a bit more about needing them. Maybe have a thing that says, no, mom, I need you in my life for another 10 years at least. Yeah. Something. Give me a little bit of a heart That'd be really sweet. Yeah. Just give me some hearts. 
Absolutely. Jordan, what would you change? I would have really liked when they're in the rocket, it's very sudden that they just flip to, I love you. And, mm. you know, I, I wanted to see more like... You know that bit in Almost Famous where they think the plane is going to crash and they're all yeah. like yelling and it gets really Making tense. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then it levels out. I would have liked to have been like them getting really tense and like upping the ante and then like suddenly this really tense moment and then like, oh God, I don't want to do this and I love you and I'm sorry we've yeah. been fighting and yeah. I love I don't. Having something like that would have been a little bit more organic rather than the way it just unfolded where it was quite sudden and it just stopped just, there's no motivation for it yeah. really so yeah 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 what would i change yeah again that egg bit i would have just done something else besides the whole stolen equals taste better thing mm. and yeah there were just screws to tighten up all over the place especially because they had so much potential with this i just realized that you could cut that that was that strange ad for mars yeah yeah that was the dumb. weird video thing and how it kept coming back to the baby holding the ball and then, and then it, it becomes kept... planet and then it zooms out then, corporate logo style and, and then comes yeah. back does a bunch of the same pictures of the same thing and then it's another baby taking the ball back out of the sky i just didn't i know what it. it was doing it was this stupid overthought out corporate yeah corporate video thing but it was just like okay fine you know there was a good bit in that thing where they had like the submarine and then all the other <laughs> all the like people. canoe yeah. explorers and jungle explorers yeah, were we're in on the that. Submarine. yeah, yeah. I like that bit. What else I'd change about? I would have actually given the guest characters a few more jokes or buttons or something because it just felt like the performance was all exposition. Mm. And then at the end, they had that moment where they were clearly allowed to riff in the studio. Just cut that the fuck out. None of that was funny. Didn't add to yeah. anything. No. And yeah, and the only thing we got from that is <laughs> those guys are going to be all right. Yeah. I was like, yeah, who were they? No, absolutely. And especially... Because the ending didn't feel like they were trying to get away, that they were able to very yeah. comfortably escape. Just casually walk out of this big scam. Yeah. Not scam, but failed adventure. Absolutely. Mm. So this other other ending scene had even yeah. less weight Have to it. Have the cookie guys coming after them. It's like, uh, we yeah. ordered first cookie in space. We're going to get the first cookie in space, capiche? <laughs> what the fig is <laughs> wrong with you guys? Don't you know not to fig with us? <laughs> Go on, third one. Newton. <laughs> We're going to give your ass such a gluten. Hey. <laughs> Wait, that makes such little sense. It really does. Uh, you are gluten for punishment. There, hey, we, go. there we go. Thanks, man. That's all right. If you are gluten for punishment, I got the fig for you. <laughs> BT, any other notes before we rank this thing? Forget Let about me. it. Sorry. Forget about it. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, how are they going to Mars with a crew of two? I forgot about the three chickens. And the three chickens, yeah. yeah. Well, that's I'm assuming that's a snack on the okay. way. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, and the other shitty part is when Homer just yeah. turns directly to camera and gives a thumbs up. Yeah. Oh, that was the thing that ruined the gentle jollies joke. That's yeah, right. Yeah, because he's like, see how this technique works? And I was like, I just... Oh. Another tick in the this was patronizing column. Yeah. Just, and it was just a bad way to leave that joke. Absolutely. Was, no matter what, there's very, very rarely ever been a fourth wall break in The Simpsons that's been worth it. And that was just, didn't even make sense why it was there. It was no. just, okay, sure. All right, Jordan, any other notes? Um, I like the idea of, yeah, you're confined to this planet. And, and its, its moon. moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good way to ground someone. Yeah. No, it was just a, like a little sort of afterthought of Homer. Oh, I suppose the moon is fine. <laughs> yeah. 
I would probably pay good money for a virtual hug machine. <laughs> a that, lot that's of very sad. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's a service or something where you like free downloadable hugs or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can just like plug it in and be like, oh, you know, yeah, this is what? a really comforting hug. I needed that right now. Upload uh, like celebrity hugs. Oh, yeah. Oh, Find yeah. out yep. who's good at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Get like celebrities to sit in that like ballistics gel or whatever yeah, to like get a, the perfect like contour. A, like a simulation <laughs> thing that goes around their arms. Yeah. This is how they normally do it. You can download it and be like... Wow, Christina Aguilera, who would have thought? Yeah. Ooh. Sophia Vergara, I can't get around her waist because like, <laughs> she's too far away. He's like, I feel like I'm missing the fun part of this. Yeah. <laughs> or like the Arnold Schwarzenegger and he just crushes you to death. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of like, usually we just get high achievers, nerds, friendless middle children <laughs> and Lisa's face is like direct mm. camera to Lisa mm. yeah. I thought that was a really funny bit Marge's mum's voice was yeah not- to me that was a bad joke as well that was like think about it Marge have you ever done something because someone told you not to you mm. can't marry Homer yeah I really could have used almost anything other than that it's yeah. just, it felt like the most obvious turn yeah it really puts a damper on their relationship for this episode which yep. isn't what the episode is about just anything else. Have it be she's in the supermarket and there's one sign that says, try Tide Pods. Not like that. <laughs> and then the other one says, oh yeah, well how about you don't try Schmeckler Pods. She's like, I'm going to buy these ones. They, yeah. try, they try telling me what to, not, not to do. I don't know, something. <laughs> that would be right. The Even our robot arm gets bored and it throws a thing like, that's too Lorraine. Yeah. Like, I love good robot arm jokes. Some yep. of the best parts of the Iron Man movies. Yep, exactly. <laughs> They're hilarious. Iron Man movies. It's the t- plural isn't Iron Man movies. What did I do that Iron- for? <laughs> Sorry. The Iron, Iron Man I- movies. Iron's Man. <laughs> well, it's time for Elliot's quick fire notes. Launching in three, two, one. <laughs> when the Simpsons do get the chickens and Homer gets out a knife, all right, now I'm going to cut these chickens open and scoop the eggs out. Yeah. He's already seen that from stealing Flanders eggs that you just take them from the thing. I think he was impatient. He's like, they haven't laid anything yet. And then that's why Lisa... He didn't say, I'm getting impatient. No. That would have saved it. Mm-hmm. But I did like his line, the follow-up line of, now what lays bacon? Okay. Yeah. Like, that comes back to his previous stupidity. <laughs> what about um, pork chops or yeah. pork chops or bacon? Same animal, Dad. Oh, right. yeah, Lisa. A wonderful, <laughs> magical animal. <laughs> Homer did this thing where he tasted the eggs like it was wine. Yeah. yeah, that was gross. It's a funny bit, but they've done it before with Homer tasting a maple syrup in a previous episode. It was, and it makes me think about gargling eggs, Ugh. which makes my throat uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. makes me feel a bit sick thinking about it. The way yep. he like sucked it off the plate as well. Yeah. Marge's line of that makes me sad, Aniston's sad. It's just, come on, she's been through enough. Leave yeah, her alone. Why kick her when she's down? They're not saying she doesn't deserve to be happy. They're saying yeah. she she's has sad. everyone, she's had it rough, and poor Jennifer Aniston with her millions <laughs> and no love. No, sorry. I'm sorry, Jennifer. And Jennifer's like, and all this money, and I still can't get a hug machine. Oh. I like the idea that you download Jennifer Addison for the hug machine. You're like, oh, God, I need to find her. <laughs> she needs help more than I do. This is the saddest hug I've <laughs> ever just, felt. Oh, it's so needy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I imagine Tom Hanks would be a good hugger. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think about who's the best. Oh, John Goodman, for sure. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. like a nice gentle berry hug. Yeah. That might even lift you up a little bit. You're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm small again. <laughs> All right, guys, that's the end of my notes. It is time to rank this thing. 
on The Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. But maybe if the episode was just meh, you'll give it a participant. But if it's good, bronze, great, silver, excellent gold, but for the best of the best, the ones that are out of this world! In space! <laughs> you give those episodes cubic zirconia. Now, I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Look... I'm going to give this one a bronze, but I'm just saying in this podcast, asterisk, 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 only just. There was a lot that this episode did lamely, not necessarily wrong, but lame, and it could definitely be improved, but it just gets over the line for me. BT, what do you got? I'm a few asterisks behind you. I am at a participant, but it's a high participant. It's yeah. Again, it does a lot of things right. It's just I got some laughs, but didn't get some great ones got some decent story but there's still room for improvement on that story i mean through talking through it i'm like oh should i get it up to the bronze but i just don't quite think i'm there unfortunately so yeah it's it's good but i feel like i'm not really going to remember it which is a shame i'd like to remember some of these lines but i won't fair enough jordan round us off um, I'm at a bronze, actually. Yeah? I'm a pretty happy bronze. Just I'm like a little happy bronze there. Yeah, well, and that'll be our little secret. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Again, I, I've said this a few times already, but I think I was going in thinking, mm, is yeah. this going to be like a really Dude. shitty parody of The Martian or something? Mm-hmm. And I came out going, you know what? Some of the jokes quite good. They got a few like live snorts from me. Oh yeah, like you know, actually made me expel air out of my mouth and not my nose. Oh, thank God. And, um, <laughs> I was thinking about your nose. <laughs> oh, right. So, oh, yeah, and I, I was quite happy, and, and and I would watch it again. So, yeah, bronze. All right, fair enough. Well, this will be a dull bronze all around. This will be joining other such episodes as one we reviewed last week, actually, Postcards from the Wedge. Uh, also, to surveil with love, uh, test before trying, dark night court, large Marge, Jazzy and the Pussycats, name of the grandfather when they go to Ireland. Yeah, this feels about right. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that does it for the HD era tonight. And now we're going all the way back to the teens for A Star is Born Again. We'll be back. Again. Wow. Wow. And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode for the evening, which was Season 14, Episode 13, A Star is Born Again. This was first released in March of 2003, and it was also written by Brian Kelly, as well as the last episode. In this episode, a movie star comes to the Leftorium and takes a fancy to Ned Flanders. So, yeah, this movie star Sarah Sloan strikes up a relationship with Flanders, and they wrestle with the decision, does he move to Hollywood? Does she stay there? Does he have sex? Yeah, all those, I, I don't know. Those are questions that come up. And they get answered in story format. This is a, this is a bad synopsis. Yes. <laughs> Guys, what did you think? Um, it's a little joke heavy, but I think I quite like the story in this one. Yeah? It's okay. Yeah, so we're continuing on. Last we met, we were talking heavily about Maud's death, and mm. now we've sort of made that canon in the index, and we'll mm. start out the questioning. One of the jokes that stood out to me was when Ned and Sarah are shopping, and he goes, oh, it's nice buying things for a woman again. Last thing I bought for a woman was a casket. Yeah. I didn't mind that joke. I thought it was... Yeah, it's, it's not what you're expecting from Flanders, but I do yeah. like it. It seems so out of character, and it seems so kind of disrespe- a disrespectful thing for him to say. 
Yeah, I can get behind that. It's just, I don't know, maybe just because it's season 14 and they're three years past that initial more death that they feel like we can laugh again, even though they were laughing that very episode. <laughs> <laughs> thing is, like, I don't think Ned would joke about his wife's death also, like that. Also, the last so thing flippantly. he bought for his wife was an amusement park. Yeah. Ah, that's true. Mm-hmm. BT, is there a joke that stood out to you for better or worse? Yeah, I actually quite like the Jellyfish Festival, which is kind of yeah. stupid, but kind of great. And then at the end of that, there's a little dance. They got the jazz singer and it's just like when Ned is sad and leaving and they're like, no, I was just like, oh, this is his first Jellyfish Festival alone. It's like, oh, it only gets worse from here. You've got the Tongue Kissing Festival. Yeah. What was it? Cinco, Cinco de Ocho. Cinco de Ocho. Hobo the Hobo Oscars. <laughs> Day is just made for lovers. <laughs> Not loners. Lovers. Yeah. And then he's walking lonely along the street, gets hit by the newspaper. It's got... Lonely men die early. Yeah. <laughs> just really, it's like the opposite of when, you know, Marge drives down a street, which ironically tells her that yeah. why she used to stay with Homer. This is just the mocking street. <laughs> Endless mocking, mocking, mocking. Jordan, is there a joke that stood out to you yeah. for better or worse? Sorry, a joke that I didn't like, which was the thing where Sarah is, you're well built, you've got a mustache, and you're not gay. Yeah. yeah, I don't even eat vegetables over two inches long. Yep. <laughs> going, oh. That was a line that happened. Yeah. You also know he doesn't like foot-long hot dogs. So uh, Yeah, that's true. Both meat and vegetables have their size limits for him. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just It seems really... Uh, this was season 14, so this is what, 2005? 2003. Three. Okay. I guess people were still kind of making gay jokes. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. You watch it now and I'm like, oh, that's a bit uncomfortable. I don't really like that mm. one. It is. And it's sort of... We're seeing this version of Ned's Christianity, which is like got the homophobic elements yeah. that he automatically votes Republican. He talks about how we stole the 2000 election yeah, at one very point. strange. That was about M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> I did love Homer's follow-up line, don't blame me, I voted for the green M&M. Uh, you've told me in the past as well that it gets a lot worse as yeah. well as Ooh, yeah. time. He <laughs> gets like very Westboro Baptist church at one yeah, point. But yeah, to be fair, yeah. he doesn't say he does it for religious purposes, he just says he doesn't. But you can kind Because of he's uncomfortable with yeah. the idea that he's got a fork full of carrots that looks too phallic heading towards yeah, his mouth. Yeah, it's going to be, nope, that's going to turn me queer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as well as the movie poster for My Best Friend's Gay Baby. Yeah. That, that was weird. That Very was. strange. I feel like they were trying to say that, you know, she's in a lot of, like... Trashy kind of yeah. 90s-esque comedies like that, yeah. But the fact where it's got, like, a baby, like, standing there with, like, the full body harness on and, yeah, like, the, the leather underwear and... That thing with the, the straps that come to that kinky ring in the center that I guess you, you hang off that from a the roof. Harness? Is there a, what is that called? Is that, is it's that just a harness. Fetish, yeah. fetish people riding. Uh, look, I think the thing is it was just like, yeah, we've got to make this baby look as stereotypically gay. And they didn't go with the camp way. They no. went with the real like full bondage way. I, I, don't, I don't think that was necessary. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's a shame because there were so many ways to do that campy comedy movie that she's in. Like, I don't know, from Seinfeld, Sack Lunch. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you think I shrank them down or that's a really big bag? <laughs> but then they follow that immediately with the Irish stereotype, which mm. you're qualified to comment on, sir. Oh, yeah, d just so massively offended by this one. <laughs> oh, sure you do. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I I that line is just always stuck in my head. Oh, sure you do. And I'm going apple picking with Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I've lived in the same house as you for a long time. I've never once heard you go, oh, toy, 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 toy. <laughs> I Embrace it. your heritage, man. <laughs> I've been a, the self-hating Irishman for as long as I can remember. So Irish. 
<laughs> Does that mean you should be like both getting drunk of different spirits? Yeah, I should be like neck deep in moonshine, technically. Yeah, well, Embracing no. my heritage. Oh, no, I was thinking of Calloway. Isn't that a Scottish name? No, actually, it's... Uh, Isn't it? I mean, probably, if you go back far enough. Yeah. Different spelling of Calloway's, the okay. golf club. I have terrifying Cherokee Indian on my side. Yeah. I'll show you a photo. You will immediately want to punish yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't mind. This weird Irish guard character does come up a couple of times in the teens. Mm. We'll keep an eye out for him. We'll make a playlist around yeah, him. Yeah, from memory, he never really sticks around long enough to do anything other than, ah, oh, sure you do. Yeah, it's always a line followed by, hoi, 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 hoi. Yeah, he's kind of just punchline. He's not yeah. anything else. Especially because it's just to undermine other characters. I kind of <laughs> like that as a setup. So story moments. BT, what from the story stood out to you? I actually kind of like their whole dating montage. Well, not montage, there's a couple of scenes. But you kind of get the sense that, yeah, this kind of Hollywood style, I would really enjoy Ned's kind of down-to-earthness. He doesn't know who she is, so he's not dating us because he's starstruck. And yeah. yeah. I think it's actually pretty believable, so I buy into it pretty well. And that she's attracted to him because she reminds him of her where she grew her up. upbringing and, you know, yeah, and he's just not a phony person. Everything he is is very, you know, he's not afraid to be upfront about and he's not a creeper as well like yep. a lot of the men in springfield are i do like ladies yeah. beers. can i get an autograph oh yeah sure and can i press this plaster cast against your boob yeah <laughs> now you're the worst yeah <laughs> i did love the way that scene unfolded as well lenny tripping over his words oh i'm gonna send this straight to ebay no i'm gonna put it on my wall which i'll then sell on ebay <laughs> jordan what's a moment from the story that stood out to you i think that stood out to me Despite the Bible verse or whatever, just, mm-hmm. you know, telling him that he could, I don't believe that Ned really would have sex outdoors with a woman that he wasn't married to that he'd met a week beforehand. No, and I've got to agree with you when he'd obviously spent a long time justifying and trying to find all the Bible verses, but then the next morning he goes, that's my deal, you get one free scoop, and it's like, no, that was never mm, your deal. No. <laughs> you're, you're just, like, justifying now that you've crossed the line. To be fair, I'm pretty sure there are some sex sects s-e-c-t-s that <laughs> just, offer a try before you buy scenario or no they no. basically say uh <laughs> once you're married and you've lost the virginity once it's gone if that person is then out of you to death you are just open season really? you can just okay. burn around if you feel like it maybe i yeah i just i felt it was really out of character for him you'd have to rewrite other parts of the episode but if it was like he worked up the courage to kiss her or or did something just like very charming and ned-like kind of like with the um the singer in the previous one like he's like kind of do that a bit where he's like oh there's something i want to do all night and just hold your hand yeah a little bit um i yeah. think yeah because she's a lot more forward it probably would have been better to have this be a point of contentions a bit more yeah and maybe that could be the point of yeah, yeah like that's why they split up because look i really love you i can't do it without commitment or something from you or yeah something like, like it'd be a very different turn but hey it'd be one that might be worth exploring yeah, it's sort of something that they were hinting at, and I think mm. they tried to contrast it with after they broke up, she got a quickie wedding to Bob Balaban, and then a quickie <laughs> divorce as well. Yeah. You know what they say about Bob Balaban? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Also, his name is fun to say. Bob Balaban. Bob Balaban. Robert Balaban. No, I am Bob Balaban. Bob Balaban. Balaban. <laughs> Bob Balaban's Ballad Band. Yes! Write that down. Ballet band? Uh, Ballad band. Oh, ballad band. They only sing ballads. (laughs) Bob Ballad... Bob uh, Bob Ballaband Ballad... It's a fucking heart. (laughs) Bob Ballaband's ballot band... Ballad band ballot. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yep. So, yeah, I thought that was a good contrast, and I guess you're right that they didn't hit on that enough. In this way, she's sort of hinting towards it and acting out 
frustrations in other ways. Wait, but I think everything presented with her being a bit more forward here is the kind of the way a person would naturally do. It's not like she tried to jump him on the first date. It's yeah. just like, you know, a little bit flirtatious after he, you know, helps her out on the movie set. It's like, you know, the public may not get to see me naked, but you might. Yeah. Also, yeah. don't talk to your lover like that. <laughs> <laughs> like much. I've, I've got a little too much phlegm and I went I went for a, like a hushed whisper. And <laughs> instead, I got a little bit gollum. <laughs> I'm going to take you home tonight, precious. Yes, yes. <laughs> Valentine's yeah. Day is coming up. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Treat I... your lover to something precious. Feel the obvious. So, play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode? Uh, no, like three. Yeah? I'm pretty certain I have, haven't seen it before. Oh, really? First yeah. time? Yeah. I've actually seen this probably 20 or 30 wow, times. Okay. This was on one of my VHS tapes of The Simpsons on my stoner mix with like Simpsons Tall Tales and the one where Maggie's really smart and Lisa's jealous of her. Like, yeah, I can even picture a little label I made for this one. This is one that I've seen a lot. But ultimately, did this one feel like an episode of The Simpsons? It's Again, it's an episode that's more focused on its B characters. You don't get a lot of the main Simpsons core. Yep. Yeah. They kind of drift in and out, actually. There's a really kind of slightly awkward scene where they show over the Quickie Mart and Bart's like, well, it isn't Boy Toy Ned Flanders, his Aunt Candy Sarah Sloan. Yeah. Was this a- is a little... No, right. Yeah, I think they were, were doing that as like a knowing joke, but it also doesn't sit with me because they just had dinner with them. Yeah. yeah it's a weird little... Sh- Although that same scene I do, like, Marge invites her to the book club and Moe's in the freezer like, all yeah. right, Sarah Sloan to attend... <laughs> All girl book club. Yeah, yeah, which was good because yeah. So they no, had... no, my apologies. It is girl on girl book. Club. Girl on girl book club. <laughs> uh, that was funny because yeah, that was the second time Mo sort of snuck in somewhere to try and get the hot scoop for the World Weekly News. Yeah, I like it. it I thought you were going to hate it because I thought you were going to remind it like it's us, the Simpson family from that. Bit. Yeah. Well, that's what I hated about it. Yeah. Which is very announcing things. What are you doing in the Queen? <laughs> Sarah Sloan, what are you doing in Springfield? <laughs> Let's say the characters' names again. And look, I gotta say, I thought they were doing it knowing, but yeah, it I didn't like it. Either. Yeah, it'd be like for the middle of this. So Elliot, what do you think about this podcast where we rate and review Simpsons episodes? <laughs> well, if my name isn't Elliot J. O'Neill, this is <laughs> Yeah. Uh, But I found this episode refreshing because it was showing Ned moving on at a time when he's ready. Yeah. But also, I do agree with you integrity-wise. I just don't think he would have slept with her. Yeah. She was lovely, though. She's listening to his kids and Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you're really, you're jamming. She's a swear. (laughs) I got some strange swear words because it was, what was the other one? I hope you don't mind my language, but I'm one happy camper. Yeah. (laughs) That was so cute, Ned. Ned, though. But how about the wackiness of this episode? Were there any particularly wacky moments, cartoony things? Uh, I do like Marge playing sunblock to Maggie. Oh, that was great. Just, yeah. just one big clump. <laughs> Think she needs a diaper change. Well, not happening today. <laughs> um, Ralph is dead. Yep, Ralph <laughs> is very dead. What do those jellyfish do? Still he can talk? still talk. He's just physically paralyzed, apparently. Yep. Yeah. But it's okay. He's going to Africa to see lions and giraffes and monkeys and Santa. And <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is one of my Ralph lines throughout the years. Skinner just has his tape of wedding songs just in his back pocket at all times ready to go <laughs> i like to think he got them from a garage sale and like the label was free wedding songs as well one tape is this free wedding songs yeah uh there's a great little bit and you you really enjoyed it as well so the caterpillar oh definitely <laughs> yeah. i made you guys rewinded this to watch it again this is so good and everyone knows it i'm gonna gif it and 
post it to the social media pages like 20 times because this is the peak of comedy right here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's a oh, yeah. big call. Uh, they're coming from Act 2. Killer Caterpillar's crawling up Homer's chest. He's having to sleep on the hammock. This little Caterpillar's crawling up his chest and then crawls in his mouth. And then Homer wakes up, coughs, and a butterfly comes out. It's perfect. It it's is so great. fucking perfect. Uh, other wacky moments. The paparazzi just fucking destroy <laughs> Ned's house. Yeah. yeah. I do like as they're taking photos of all like the broken vases and stuff. They're like concoct more lies. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I loved this mostly because I fucking hate paparazzi. They should yeah. honestly get a real job. But I thought they did a really good job of skewing them in this episode. Yeah. With both that scene at Flanders' house and then the following one at the Simpsons. Oh, what were they following? Scare share. Oh, the sharecrow. <laughs> the sharecrow. That's. <laughs> it. I do love that now in context. The line of. Do you know your daughter's gay? Yeah. <laughs> is uh, especially kind of like, because it's, she's, well, he, Chaz, you know, transitioned. Oh, oh is that I didn't know any of these things. Yeah. Chaz Bono. It's yeah. Chaz's son. Yeah. Okay. So this episode's about Ned's new relationship. How did they go with the heart in this one? Pretty well. Like I said, I think we've covered kind of the ending, which is really the weak bit, but I do like his warming to her and the fact the relationship kind of makes sense. And when she says, oh, do you want to come to Hollywood? And I do like his vision of Hollywood. Just yeah. Holly weird. And uh, the fact that adult situations has its own star on the walk of fame. <laughs> yeah. And godlessness and drug use. <laughs> While I was looking at that, yeah, godlessness, drug use, I was thinking of SBS, that guy doing the warnings for the, yeah. this it contains, contains yeah. adult situations. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> is that the same guy who does gay adult matchmaker? I'm pretty sure it is. It's a very yeah. signature voice. Bears and twin chubs. Daddies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching the going, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I was like, it's only 11 p.m. Should I be watching this? I'm, I'm like, but hey, it added a lot of words to your vocab. Hey, I all, learned a lot of things. We all learned something about the gay community from that. <laughs> so the heart. <laughs> Let's move right along. Yeah, I thought that was good. And the way that she compromised for him then and said, yep, that's it. I'm staying here. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot very suddenly. You but... could argue that, but I think that it rolled on pretty naturally. Yeah, and it also seems like she's probably a big enough star that she could afford to just fly from Hollywood to yep. Springfield if she needed to, you know, wherever Springfield may be. Yeah. Well, I mean, what comes to mind is the scene where Ned stands up for the movie filming. Mm. I think that was an important piece of, like, their relationship building up. Yeah. And even though, like, it was still pretty funny, her arguing with the director, no nudity, fine, but you got to kiss a woman. <laughs> well, I'd like before that, they've got a, uh, Catherine Hepburn never showed her breast. there's still time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's got, like, a movie in the back burner ready to yeah. go. Yeah, it's like, hey, yeah, you never know. <laughs> I do, like, yeah, like, that. now we're going to change that woman to a man and the kiss to Scrabble. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Ned. The Zoopkeeper's wife is shaping up to be a really weird, dull movie. Yeah. <laughs> Probably going to be at least better than my best friend's gay baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it wasn't super heartfelt. I actually, I've got to say, most of the heart was, like, at the beginning, it, it, showing Ned's loneliness. Yeah, for sure. It was just really nice, I guess, because, like, she got to be normal, and he yep. got to have someone who yeah. really appreciated for him who, who he was, rather than... That's true. I don't know if that relationship would work long-term, like, whether they'd really be happy, and whether she'd really be happy, and whether she'd grow bored of this kind well, of... Well, they were happy in the moment, and what else can you really yeah. expect from anything? Yeah. They'll <laughs> always have the lupus fun run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aha! Spot lupus. <laughs> I will say, though, she does seem fickle. 
And her quickie wedding to Bob Balaban highlights this, that she was just in the moment then uh, with Flanders and she could see herself doing that in the moment. I like to chalk it up as a win for Flanders, quite frankly. Oh, definitely. It shows him moving on. He's getting back out there and he's getting freaky. Freaky. But yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, me too. We're watching it again. What playlist are we putting again? Uh, Flanders is a scissors. Flanders is a specifically love life. Yeah, specifically Flanders dating. Movie stars in Springfield, I guess. I don't yeah. know. episodes. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Jellyfish. Quimby making announcements at the beach. Yeah. Because yep. the one where he opens the beach up and everything. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, the one where he's like, due to the crisis in Springfield, I've decided to cancel my trip to the Bahamas. It kind of pans out and there's a cut out of the mayor's <laughs> office. Little appearances of Clancy and Sarah's relationship. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was really actually... very strange. I, I, I loved it. it. <laughs> You're I as think beautiful it's... as the day I arrested you. <laughs> oh, Clancy. I, I planted that crystal math. I just wanted to meet you. <laughs> I was so shy. <laughs> Would she really be okay with that? Obviously, uh, yes. They're, they're together <laughs> yeah, now. Okay, I guess so. A- Australia shout-outs. Oh, was there? They said, like, I'm using, like, premium Sandcastle magazines, ideas or whatever, uh, and yeah, yeah. on the picture is a, a opera, the opera house. house. Oh, is it? Yeah, I and then part that. is, like, bad boys reviewing, and it's, like, kicking over <laughs> the, the, same the exact same Sandcastle <laughs> with the same girl on it. Yeah, I like to imagine that this magazine is so cheap that they were like, no, we're doing the same photo shoot for our just two different owned publications. owned by the same company, it just makes sense. Exactly. Oh, episodes where the producers slash writers make an appearance. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and we can jump right into the guest stars of this episode. So jumping on what you said, Jordan, yeah, James L. Brooks played himself in this episode. Oh, so it was actually him talking as well. Okay. Yep. And the funny thing is, in the end credits, he was credited as Jim Brooks. Uh, and in the episode... <laughs> can I call you Jim? Jim? <laughs> James L. Brooks is fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you want some of this cake? Oh, sure. It's a brandy glaze. No! <laughs> yeah, I thought... Um, Jimmy L. Brooksy Ho did a good job in this one. Yeah. Pretty likes to be cold. Yeah. <laughs> Call him that. Email it. Tweet it to him right now. Mm-hmm. But James L. Brooks, like, if you get a chance, you guys and listeners at home, read up on him. Like, because like, he had a big hand in lots of TV. Like, oh, wow. Mary Tyler Moore, Taxi, The Simpsons. Like, the list goes on. Like, James is a, deserves to be well-respected uh, okay. producer. That's why you cool. call him James L. Brooks and not Jim. No, you call yeah. him Mr. Brooks. <laughs> yeah. So he did a good job in this episode. Helen Fielding, what do you guys think of her appearance? Um, I do I have a weakness for just wacky being chased by Bobby scenes. You, you like a bit of Benny Hill yeah, referencing? Yeah, that said, this one is a bit... But I just... Yeah, I love the belt, the Benny Hill chase bit. It's it's a good bit. I, yeah. I don't like either of them. Sorry. No, no that's fine. I get what they're going for. Like, oh, because like, they're making fun of British humour often being like, oh, it's much more sophisticated and everything yeah. else. And that's like that running gag between American humour versus British humour, mm-hmm. which as Australians makes no sense, I think, because we grew up, I think, with both... Yeah, and we can appreciate yeah. both. Yeah, I think we have that. Strength, and it seems nice. dumb. It's like asking, "Do you like chocolate or strawberry ice cream?" Sure. Like one's always better. No. But yeah. Well, yeah, I liked her appearance, and I thought she did a good job as a voice actor. But I think what bugged me about is the way that it rolled out. Is that just after we had that quickie mart scene where they're like, "Oh, what are you doing here, Ned Flanders and Sarah Sloan?" Then we have this book club scene where mm. they're like reading Bridget Jones's diary, and they all reveal that they. I didn't do like read. the line of "Let's go around the room and analyze why we didn't read it." <laughs> yeah, mm. <laughs> because I I've never been a part of one, but I imagine that's what book clubs are like. Yeah, just, sometimes. Where's the margaritas? <laughs> we were a part of one, and we fucking read the goddamn books. Yeah. Until the end when like we started not reading them, and then we're like, because people pick shit ones. Yeah, and then, like, but then. 
like I loved all that. Uh, who wants margaritas? And uh, oh, my friends are dead. And all those lines were great. But then, guys, I invited the author Helen Fielding. Like again, that was so. This is our guest star. Yeah, it was just a badly written introduction. But mm. I liked her performance. It was just a shame that they reduced it to yeah. she's English. Let's do a Benny Hill thing. Waka, waka, waka. Yeah. I don't think there was any need to bring it back at the end either. No, it felt like no. they couldn't think of any other way out of here, and so that's what they did. I totally agree. And the other guest star, do you guys know who played Sarah Sloan? I've no Marissa idea. Tomei. Marissa Tomei, oh. who yeah. I've just fallen in love with all over again this decade. Well, she's Aunt May now, so that's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sexy Aunt May. I know, it's a weird feeling. <laughs> Someone who grew up reading the comics when Aunt May's like this 70-year-old woman. And now I know, like and especially the other Spider-Man movies. I mean, Sally Field and... You're thinking of like Tobey Maguire, Aunt May. Yeah. yeah. Who is... Much more close to the comics. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and Marissa Tomei, like, I think she's just had a second life in this decade yeah, with this and The Wrestler. The Wrestler and... was a big comeback and yeah. So yeah, just a lot of love for her and I thought she did fine in this performance. It didn't really get any big moments to really land every anything huge. But I've brought this up before. I think it's tricky for actual movie and TV stars mm. to come into voice acting yeah. and hit the right amount of performing. Please, Elliot, she's an Oscar winner. And yeah. <laughs> we can't expect the highest of highs from Oscar winners. Yeah, that's true. Also, uh, banging an Oscar winner is on my bucket list. Uh, Marissa, call me. <laughs> you know, there's probably a bunch of cinematographers. I know. Gonna, that's, that's where I was, you start aiming there at the okay. technical awards. Start moving your way up. But hey. Makeup artists, <laughs> hey, it still counts. Damn it. I limited myself. I put EGOT winner on my bucket oh, list. Oh, wow. How many female EGOT winners are there? Even? Oprah? Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so those were the guest stars. There weren't any musical moments, were there? Just Benny, Benny Hill, Hill theme. theme. Mm. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Oh, wait, no, no, no. That song. The Jellyfish song. <laughs> yeah. I really loved it. Jellyfish. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like, I could see like Harry Connick Jr. singing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's one of those songs. It was like a little bit silly, but I thought it was like, you know, they could make a good swing to it. I thought it was just a really long way for them to have the rhyme, and then you paralyzed my tongue. Yeah, because other things are going on while it happens. It does, yeah. It's not like they're grinding to a halt to make you listen to it. Yeah, it was You've just got the, the panning shot of the dance and everything. And yeah. Well, also, because I liked the preceding rhyme to it, which is like, I'm sure that's in another song, like a Michael Bublé song. Yeah, where yeah. it said right away I was stung oh yeah and then it's really specific about jellyfish and like yeah. I fell in love with you and, and now I'm all I'm left with is goo I do like, yeah, like yeah. playing over the credits yeah all right, then the that tide one. came up and all I hold is goo yeah. <laughs> all right you guys are kind of me selling me on it and I will admit I was singing it between walking from the TV to this yeah. room yeah <laughs> jellyfish BT, do you have any final notes before we rank this thing? I sure do. I do like the little thought bubble of the sexy Bible. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, okay, no, 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 just think of the Bible. It just starts off being holy and then slowly undoes its little tassel <laughs> and kind of throws that away. Yeah, it's, I, it starts I, twirling the bookmark yeah, ribbon. Yeah. Starts yeah. opening the book a little. So, ooh, do you want to see some Psalms? Yeah, yeah. I, li- I like that bit. Um, yep. When Homer picks up the phone, it's like, who's this? The tabloids? Is that a really strong mint? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. I liked that scene. That was yeah. awesome, dumb Homer. One sided phone call. Lots of great material going yeah, like on. Like one of those 
It does sound like Altoid, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and my last note is, again, a little, great little sign background gag. So when Ned's in the leftorium, you can see another shop, which is called Something Wicker This Way Comes. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> hey, that is an excellent name for a Wicker store. And they do have some continuity with the, I can't believe it's a law firm yeah. as well, and all those oh, still really? in the background yeah, too. Little yeah, little Lionel Hutz tribute. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Jordan, do you have any other notes? Um, Ned was talking to Captain McAllister and was yep. thought he was coming on to him. And he's like, uh, uh, yeah. I don't do that on land. And and kind of stereotype, gay sailors, wah, wah. Yeah, no, yeah didn't. that didn't land for me. Yeah. Oh, I had a couple of anal corners, sorry. Jordan Sail Corner! Yeah? He's like, oh, I've got, you know, an appointment with two lovelies or something i can't remember the exact oh, i've got a date with some twins yeah that's right federal and state tax forms. we all know that he does his taxes asap the <laughs> night that you can do them oh and this is the third tuesday of may sweeps this yeah. is n- this is actually getting pretty close to tax time maybe it's like the next year's tax well th- yeah <laughs> yeah maybe he's getting in even early would ned know america songs yeah, yeah. he does parody um horse with no name yeah. I feel like maybe they're a classic. Another musical moment for this, and oh, yeah, I love this. Yeah. I thought yeah. this was such a netty sort of parody Ooh, of this. I've yeah. got a date with a girl with no, no name. <laughs> sure feels good to be back in the game at the Zerk. Maybe, maybe I, I can, can ask, ask it her name because I can't pray Take for her without the right name. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out what happened here, but there was like a bit where they insinuated that Skinner's mother is like good to go. Yeah. <laughs> They've done that a few times. Yeah. Ned is like, I'm seeing a woman, and Homer's like, oh, is it Skinner's mother? Oh, babe. It's yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, this is really strange. I mean, I know you like blue haired women, but Agnes, mm. come on. She's got like that, that real washed out purple thing going yeah. on. It's all about how you sell it, man. It's got to be like candy dish. $90. I do like the, like, uh, you know, I'm dating a movie star. I'm no Arthur Miller or Lyle Lovett, who were respectively Marilyn Monroe and Julia Roberts's oh, well, former go. spouses. Oh, okay. But Arthur Miller was also a famous playwright known for writing The Crucible, and Lyle Lovett is like a country singer. Mm-hmm. Also famous in his own right. Oh, wow. The, I did like the, the wordplay of, you know, the men I'm dating are always wanting to talk about their Botox or Tybo <laughs> or Xbox. <laughs> that was excellent. Yeah. And this one reminds me of, uh, Lisa, how do you relax? Oh, uh, you know, Tai Chi, Chai Tea. <laughs> <laughs> I love puns and wordplay. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's delightful. The line that kind of grossed me out was like, oh, I'm going to be tasting you and my mustache for a week. Want to try for a month? <laughs> yeah, I was like, ew. See, at that moment, I thought she was going to push Ned's head down. O'Neill. That's my name, and I'm the host of The Simpsons <laughs> in this podcast where... I'm trying to write... I've got a note that says, planning to kill. Ah, when the paparazzi kicked down the door and they're like, are you going to kill Silver like you killed your oh, previous wife? That's oh, the one. That's that was the, the line one that I was trying to think of. Yeah, that he... was the bad more joke. To yeah. be fair, that's the paparazzi and that feels like that kind of thing they would concoct. Go, oh, yeah. this mm. man's wife died under unusual circumstances. Now he's dating a movie star. What's his plan for her? Yeah. That's a good point. It's still unsettling to It's hear, unsettling, though. but it's coming from a source where it makes more sense to be unsettling. Yeah, yeah okay, I'll pay that. And in that same moment, it's so unnecessary, but Cletus goes, your carpet feels good <laughs> under my toes. I kind of like that, yeah. All these paparazzi have bursted for a story, and he's just like almost following the crowd. 
Yeah. yeah. He's like, but he's going to report on this carpet. But he's got his little, like, pork pie hat with, like, the yeah. press, the homemade yeah. press thing in it. And uh, it didn't like Ag- Agnes's mother. I'm a veteran. A veteran. Yeah. Bedwetter. Yeah. Mother looking all kind of upset. Yeah, like, I'm not quite sure how being a veteran entitles you to stare at boobs. You, we've talked about this before. I hate how, like, Skinner turns into this just, like, weak, pathetic yeah. person. Yeah. We've talked about Skinner with power is so damn good. Such a good character. Yeah. And I think when we watched Who Shot Mr. Burns a couple of weeks ago, we saw that glimpse of Skinner, you know, that hotel is a dump and your monopoly is pathetic. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. And we used to know this Skinner. Yeah. He really doesn't shine any mu- as much as he used to ever. Really doesn't. It's a shame. My last one was going to be Did you, I probably guess what you're going to say, but we yeah. thought about the um, Homer drooling and nachos bit. Oh. 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 So this is what we're sort of calling the emotional swing joke, mm. where yeah, he's going between the nachos he dropped and Sarah's boobs, and and then yeah. it calls back to it, and he's still going like, yeah. minutes and hours later. Yeah, I, I don't think, know. I think this was funny when I was twelve. Yeah, I think I'm the same way. I remember that being funnier, and conceptually, I follow his line of thought. But uh, yeah, something about doesn't really land for me anymore. I think it's that. In a real situation, anybody who did that mm-hmm. would be yeah. such a fucking creep. Yeah. yeah, it's a creepy thing to do. Yeah. I feel like there was somewhere else you could go for it. Like, he Definitely. stares, so he trips, he loses nachos, and then is like, well, this is what my lust hath wrought. Well, oh, or he's, he kind of is, like, sitting there, and he's, like, crying and weeping, and then digging a little hole to, like, bury them in. <laughs> Give me a little funeral. Yeah. little nacho grave and the headstone made yeah. out of the box. The cardboard box. Yeah. That would have been good. Nacho grave is a good pairing uh, of words. Uh, uh, Mexican death metal brand name. Yes. Nacho Grave. <laughs> this is Nacho Grave. Get your own. <laughs> <laughs> Writing it down along with Bob Balaban's ballad band. <laughs> All right, guys. It's time for my quick fire notes. Jellyfish, he's got some notes. I like this quick fire notes music. That could, that could <laughs> you work. actually need some, so. Currently, yeah. it's just pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Pew, <laughs> <laughs> right. pew. Marge's opening joke, sorry, I was up all night fishing the drawstring out of Homer's shorts. I thought it was a bit of a lame way they rolled it out, but it is a funny premise because that fucking sucks when oh, that happens. Oh, yeah, you got to get a little, like a sewing needle, and if you don't have one, because you don't... You gotta, and you got to ah, do that sort of weird shimmy. Shuffly, yeah. Get a, get a safety pin. That's safety much, pin? Yeah, you tie it to one end, and it's much easier to, like, grip and pull around. Ah, yeah. not bad. Pew, 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 quick fire. What do you guys think of the dip me lower bit with Homer? No. I do like when he falls down and says, lower. <laughs> like yeah. The rest of it was stupid, but I like that final bit. But I think I would have liked it if they just done it. Yeah, rather than dragged it out and Marge struggling. Mm. Yeah, I would have liked for just Marge to know that Homer likes being dipped. Well, maybe he dips her and, and he so she does it back. <laughs> yeah. Like <I'd, laughs> that, that'd be yeah. pretty funny. I don't yeah. want them to announce it. I think yeah. that was the thing. It was like, Yeah, it was so telegraphed. Yeah. I did like Homer as kind of a mentor to Flanders in this episode. Um, oh, come on, Flanders. I mix Twinkies and Ding Dungs <laughs> all the time. In Europe, they call it a dinky. <laughs> I do like that. Although, i got to say, I've been to America. I've tried Twinkies and Ding Dongs and Ho-Hos. They're all fucking disgusting. What about snowballs? I was thinking that bit in Zombieland. Snowballs! <laughs> snowballs! <laughs> oh, Twinkie! 
<laughs> but have you yeah. guys tried any of those? Yeah, Twinkies are very synthetic. <laughs> yeah. I honestly don't can't remember if I have. I swear I must have. Maybe you don't remember because you fell into like a diabetic yeah, coma straight after. It's <laughs> so possible. Sugar. Because, yeah, it's the taste of preservative and sugar. Yeah. Bull, you cannot harm a Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. I don't even, I don't think I've digested it yet. No. It'll stay with you forever. <laughs> it's part of me now. Yeah. <laughs> But in that same scene, Homer had a weird thing about Marge where, like, she tried changing me and she realized she couldn't and then part of her died and she doesn't even try. Yeah, it feels weird to go to the sad side of their relationship in a generally positive episode. Yeah, and everyone gets what they want. Like, really? Everyone got what they wanted. So, like, everyone's just sad. Yeah, that wasn't great. When Rainier Wolfcastle is at their dinner and... She goes, you're so jealous. You were even jealous of John Lovitz. Oh, come on. No one misses a handshake that badly. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that. Yeah, especially because John Lovitz is a fucking sleaze and deserves any derision that he gets. Although he did, like, punch Andy Dick out, so. Yeah, yeah, hey. but also, he punched Andy Dick out. That's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he punched <laughs> okay. Andy Dick out because of the, the, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I like in Ned's fantasy how Rod and Todd are Jewish producers. Yeah. <laughs> like how they start with, hi, daddy, baby. Yeah. <laughs> We're producers now. And Jewish. <laughs> Yay. No. <laughs> I love how Wigan pulls them over to give her his headshots. <laughs> I do like his. Well, <laughs> and this well, is as me as Eleanor Roosevelt. This is a greaser. And uh, here is the emperor of China and Eleanor Roosevelt. And that's just me with an eye patch. <laughs> I don't do TV. Yeah. <laughs> He's already setting his <laughs> limits. Which you meet people like that it's like that's not how this works yeah. <laughs> and my final note is ned says the old adage you know why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free and i'm just like flanders i'm always ready to talk about free milk and if we're talking about cookies that just sweetens the deal yeah. <laughs> as just some great homer being a shitty mentor <laughs> yeah. yeah just you, you mentioned milk i assume there's cookies. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right guys it is time to rank this thing mm-hmm. jordan can you kick it off I think that my immediate reaction was bronze. Yeah. I don't know if I love it enough to go higher because there's a few things in it that kind of bring it down. It, it is dated quite a bit now. It's it's fine. I'd watch it again. I don't know if I, I like love it enough to move it into like a into the next category of ranking. It's not silver great for you. It's just good bronze. I don't think I have enough that I can talk about that I'll really love that I can really give it silver. All right, so it's a bronze? Yeah. Well, I'm going for silver, and I hope like nostalgia isn't affecting me too much because I thought this episode was a good time. There are some obvious flaws with it, but ultimately I thought it did way more good than bad. I thought it brought an interesting new twist on Ned's post-mord story, and yeah, the low points just didn't drag it down too much for me, but ultimately it is a teens episodes with some problems. Dated, I think, is a big issue with it so silver for me bt round us off i'm pretty sure i'm actually on jordan's side of this it's it's, it's good and i kind of want to go a little bit above to a silver but i think i'm just going to stick to the bronze a solid bronze a very sturdy shiny bronze i mean a few more laugh out loud moments this might have kicked it up for me i think the plot here is stronger than a lot of the others we see from this kind of run yeah but i just feel like maybe there's a few more jokes could have been done my guts know where they are, and they're saying a definite bronze. Very solid bronze, very good, shiny, you know, newly minted bronze. But a bronze, <laughs> nonetheless. Bronze, nonetheless. All right, well, that'll be a shiny bronze all around. This will be joining such episodes as Simpson Tide, 
uh, Natural Born Kisses, where mm-hmm. Marge and Homer start getting into outdoor sex. What are some Ooh. ones we've done together? Day of the Jackanapes, the sideshow Bob hypnotizing Bart one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spelling as fast as I can, yeah. also from season yeah. 14. Yep. On the same disc, even. On yeah. the book job with Neil Gaiman, mm-hmm. Saga of Carl, where we go to Iceland, Barthood, where they do boyhood, but it's yeah. Bart instead. There will be buds from season 28 and aforementioned from tonight Springfield Splendor the one where Marge and Lisa do a graphic novel together okay yeah I think that's actually roughly maybe a little touch above those but not too much higher so the top of that pile maybe it's definitely in the right general area yeah I agree Alright guys, that's it for the teens episode and it's time for our classic episode of the evening. We're going all the way back to season 4 and this will be New Kid on the Block. I don't know which one this is yet, so that's exciting. You were just a slight, a little bit older enough to grow a teenage <laughs> mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Go without with you in a second. Friend. Friend. <laughs> we won't be needing this anymore. And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode for the evening. This was Season 4, Episode 8, New Kid on the Block. It was first released in November of 92, and it was written by Conan O'Brien. Hey, Team Coco. So yeah, big fans of Conan O'Brien, and one of the few episodes that he's been credited with writing of The Simpsons. And in this episode, Bart falls head over heels for his new neighbour, Laura Powers. And in the B story, Homer goes to an all-you-can-eat fish restaurant, but does not get all that he can eat. Gasp. Guys, what did you think? I love this episode. I knew it was the Laura Powers one, but I completely forgot about the B story. And it's one of my it's one of my favorite B stories in all of Simpsons. I love this episode so much, and I'm so glad I was here to review it. (laughs) Me too. I didn't remember it being this good, Mm -hmm. but there are so many memorable moments peppered throughout this whole thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so many bits that, kind of like when we did Who's Your Mr. Burns Part 2, where we're like, oh, it's from this one, it's from this one. It's a similar moment from here. There's so many things where I'm like, oh, I forgot it's from this one. Like, just little things, like little jokes that you can't say. Like Don Quixote, like without like, <laughs> just like it's this is the episode. Like yep. it, there's so many of those, yeah, uh, so many in the like the second half as well. Oh I was yeah, like, I'm sitting there. Like, oh, I know this one, and then mm-hmm. I kind of just quietly notice. Hey, on, is there a really big stupid smile on my face? <laughs> <laughs> Let's kick it off with the jokes. BT, for better or worse, what is just one joke that stood out to you? Oh, fuck you. All right. So hard. Um, I'm going to go with one that I feel like might have been cut from Australian syndication because it starts off naturally watching TV and it's like some dating show. It's like, so Ronaldo, which of these women said, he's so sexy, I'd like to have sex with him? (laughs) That's right. Well, I got to be honest, I've already had sex with all three of them. (laughs) Yeah, it's true, he did. (laughs) But I'm going to have to go with Shasta because she liked making bacon on the beach. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then Homer's little thought bubble fantasy of actually making bacon on a beach. I love his like his beach outfit is like these black granny panty speedos yeah. and a chef's hat. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And I think it's just a good little play on the uh, early '90s sexualization of television. Yeah, uh, Jordan, what's a joke that stood out to oh, you for better or worse? It's so hard to pick because so many of them I quote. The one I'll, I think I'll just go with yeah. for the moment is the fact that like Bart just sits there watching his dad get plastered. <laughs> to the point where he's like, yeah. So I said, you want that money? Well, you have to come find it because I don't know where it is. <laughs> you baloney. 
<laughs> you make me want to rash. <laughs> this whole scene is excellent. Just Homer, way to avoid the birds and the bees talk by getting way too lost in your metaphor. Yeah, like, yeah, like a refrigerator about six foot. We were just doing it. Six foot tall. Three unknowingly pounds. did two bits yeah. in the same episode, just in conversation. They make ice. <laughs> they make ice. No, no. A woman is more like a beer. They smell good. They look good. You'd step over your own mother to get one. But one isn't <laughs> enough. Once you've had one drunk one woman, you want to have another woman. You want to drink <laughs> another woman. <laughs> Just perfect comedy written in this episode. So a joke that stood out to me was... We've got an unintentional theme as well from just the last episode of Zookeeper. (laughs) (laughs) And time back into the refrigerator. (laughs) Zookeeper, Zookeeper, those two monkeys are killing each other. Having sex. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I think you should learn about sex the way I learn about it. Yeah. You sure? (laughs) (laughs) Like, just the idea that this is the way that Homer learned about sex explains a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I also like that Marge has found out how he knows about it. <laughs> so you can imagine there was probably an awkward situation of, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> Homer, who taught you about it's like, oh, You know, like most people at the zoo. <laughs> well, as you know, Homer, I do have the normal appetites. <laughs> right, right. Just want to make sure we're not talking about food. <laughs> no. Right, loud and clear. I'm talking about sex, right? <laughs> yes. Then he's like, yeah, I read you loud and clear after like clarifying about three yeah. times. And also there's something I made to tiptoe around. Um, he's just bungling this. Yeah. I do love his father. Oh, good. Glad you remembered. Would have been awkward yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I'm glad one of us remembered. <laughs> like, Oh my God. And he goes, and yes, I do want to be fixed up with one of your friends as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh God, you don't want to be anywhere with any of her well maybe carl but yeah, yeah. Carl, and lenny. <laughs> carl and lenny would be all right bt what is a story moment from this episode that stood out to you oh my gosh i'm gonna point to a mildly traumatic watching about get his heart ripped out oh because as a kid and like the whole color palette changes and you're like what's happening to the simpsons and yeah just that ominous you won't be needing this and just <laughs> I like how this is like a really good contrast to the previous dream sequence, and this is kind of the nightmare version. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good point because yeah, the it's other all one, very soft blues and whites. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. reds, reds and, and purples, yeah. and yeah, it's very dark, and the way the shadowing is mm. so heavy, and that mm. heart as it slides down and leaves a blood trap. Yeah, I, I really like those two together. And, and I had completely forgotten about the first one where they yeah, start yeah, dancing. But the way it fades in and out and, and kind of it comes back into the scene and, and everything, yeah. it's really good. But I like the heart rate because it's wet. You're like, okay, so he likes us. What do we want to do with this? Obviously, she has no choice because he's much younger. Yeah. But it's a good little development. It makes him jealous, but also wanting to prove himself. It really drives a lot of the second half. And you feel really bad for him because I think we can all identify a little bit with the crush Bart has. Absolutely. Especially, I really like when we in the lead into the first stream sequence. He's like, come on, I can teach you to do it. And it's just, come on, put your hand on my hip. He's like, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that little bit of a vocal pop there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just like, oh, no, I'm not going to just get yeah. put my hand on a woman now. Because <laughs> you can tell, like, and later on when he's nervous as well, she says to meet in the thing. He's like, I'm pleased to aim. Yeah, no, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I swear I never noticed that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was so great as he was giddy and falling in love with her. And mm. yeah, that moment with the heart ripping out just really sells the emotional turn that he's about to have for the rest of the episode yeah. and really make the audience feel his anger and pain. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing that they spent a good 
10, 15 seconds showing yeah. his emotions artistically. Yeah. Because I think compared to other love interests that Bart has had, people like like Jessica Lovejoy or whatever, they're quite different to him. Like, you know, she's a lot more evil or that mm. one in the, the good, bad and the drugly, I can't remember. She's like too good for him. Mm. Whereas Laura is like just a kind of a, a more centered version of him almost like still into all the pranks and stuff. And that's why it's almost more mm. upsetting because he's so in love with her, obviously. And I absolutely believe her at the end when she says, if you just had a bad teenage mustache and if you were a little I'd go out older, with you in a second, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I absolutely believe her because they do just seem like they were two perfect people a few years apart. And it's yeah. kind of the acknowledgement of like, I can kind of see you have a crush. And yeah. it's, it's kind of a way of not destroying that but just telling him no but in the nicest way humanly possible yeah. I think. yeah just to quickly bring it up because we saw shape of water the other day uh so this is an oscar nominated film that also drifts into a dance sequence to explain a character's feelings yeah the simpsons did it better <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i honestly think when she's teaching him to dance and yep. he drifts off into that i honestly think it's better than shape of water oscar nominated film yeah fuck <laughs> you guillermo yeah, i mean he's yeah. still a good That's movie fair enough. But, no, it, um, it was an excellent movie but that scene was just fucking out of nowhere have you seen it yet jordan i haven't no uh, oh okay you'll know you'll yeah, know. yeah 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 but it's- I thought the actual dance sequence was like a callback to when Marge and Jacques did it in the the Bowen yeah episode, and then oh, whatever that yeah. was referencing before it, I forgot. Yeah, we looked it up, but I can't remember anymore. Listen to our previous episode where we covered that, listeners, <laughs> and then you will find out. Mm. And rate us and review us on iTunes. Oh, was what was the name of the guy who fought the windmills? You know, <laughs> Don Quixote. No, no, that wasn't it. <laughs> no, it was Don Quixote. <laughs> yeah, I really think you're talking about the character Don Quixote. Fine, I'll look it up. I wonder if I'm the first person to make that joke. Well, who was it? Never mind. <laughs> Jordan, what's a story moment that stood out to you? You know what? I think it's the bond that they form very quickly. Yeah. Because obviously she was down in the basement seeing him kind of prank Lisa. Oh my God. Do you have old, older siblings that ever did that eye thing to you? Oh, yeah. Nope. My brother used to do it. And oh, I hated it. Fuck. Hated it. <laughs> but she's obviously seen him prank. So she's like, hey, I'm going to play a prank on him too. And it's fine. And the fact that they bond so quickly that Dolph and Kearney come up to them and immediately they're like trying to be all flirty and she immediately takes kind of like Bart's side and, and, you know, makes fun of them and stuff. And it's really nice to see that they have like a really good relationship straight off the bat and they seem to get each other. And I really like the way that their friendship develops. And Mm. obviously Bart is in love and and she can't really do more than that, but... I, I just love their arc together. And it's just like they're juvenile together as well. You know, they're mm. doing the Hertz Donut, the Wet Willy, yeah. the, the, the fortune, fortune Telling. telling. <laughs> yeah. You know, all this stupid shit that we used to do in primary school. Mm. Yeah. The smell the cheese. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Want a cupcake and... <laughs> yeah. And I know I've said... That chick's messing with our minds, like, yeah. uh, several times. Well, see, yeah. what I loved about this scene was, like, Kearney comes up and, like, tries to flirt with her and go, hey, why don't you stick that finger in my ear? Or can I stick my finger no, in your uh, ear? I think it's stick it in my ear. Why it's, does he want that? It's a bad lie. Yeah, and Because Kearney is so desperate for any kind of female attention that he'll take a wet willy. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it, he does have a kid already. Yeah, well. He hasn't, <laughs> got, he hasn't gotten any action uh, how, do you, how do you think he got it? Well, yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> From uh, getting someone to stick a finger in his ear. That's how it happens. According to the monkeys. <laughs> and at the end as well, like it comes back full circle when they're doing the prank call to Mo yeah. and everything. Yep. Oh, and that is beautiful, that bit. Yeah. 
it's kind of cute as well because it's something that Bart can teach her. Like, that's his specialty. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, true. In the beginning, he's trying to check all the things like, do you know a Hertz donor? Do you know what a yeah. Willie is? In the end, yeah, he gets to teach her a new prank. Yeah. Maybe I'd like to think that was her uh, line. She wanted to do Ivana Tinkle. No, no, he feeds it to her. She's yeah. Like, oh, uh, yeah, Tinkle, right. first name. Okay, that's, Ivana. Oh, yeah. that's a good point. And yeah. just while we're mentioning it, the other Moe's joke in this episode was Amanda Hugging Kiss. <laughs> Why can't I find Amanda Hugging Kiss? <laughs> Maybe you started to do <laughs> So good. I love that line. It's perfect. Well, I'm going to say the story moment that stood out to me was the B story. So Homer and the fish restaurant and fucking poor Marge the whole time. Yeah, just sorry, ma'am. Everything has fish in it, even the bread. Yes. <laughs> well, I've got some Tic Tacs. Excellent choice. <laughs> I, I do love this one, especially because the delivery of the lady, where it's like, well, the bread does that have much fish in it? And he's like, yes. <laughs> like, so like, yes, it does. Yeah. Well done. Well spotted. We've worked very hard on that. <laughs> yeah, I just want to point out poor Marge because she went through oh, yeah. so much for Homer <gasps> here. Not only did she go out till three a.m. to look for another roll you yeah, can eat. Went fish to a restaurant runs. where she couldn't eat anything. Yeah. yeah. Then drove around to 3 a.m. And then went fishing. So has she eaten at all tonight? Oh. Because <laughs> the thing is, when Homer's getting dragged out and then he, he rushes back in, she's still just sitting there like so tired and just like, I just want to go home. <laughs> but the thing is, that second bit where she confesses like what they did... I think, you know what, this is an example of Lionel Hart's actually being a competent attorney. Mm. And just while we're there, Lionel Hart's in mm-hmm. his part in the B story. Phil Hartman, goddamn, RIP, you did amazingly yeah. in this episode. Yep. <laughs> Does this sound like a man who's had all he could eat? <laughs> no, 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 that could have been, been me. me. <laughs> this is a greatest injustice as when I suit the film The NeverEnding Story. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't use the word hero very often. <laughs> but Homer Simpson, you are the greatest American hero ever <laughs> oh my god yeah i actually was gonna say a joke for worse for me okay i kind of liked didn't your husband once eat 10 pounds of flour i didn't mind it but yeah also, when there was no other food available yeah but the joke i didn't like was the pizza being delivered into the courtroom all right it's quick so it's all i can it's at least quick and i mean they throw back to it later when they're delivering the verdict and <laughs> eating it but I, I don't know i thought it was yeah yeah i mean it didn't it didn't really like super add anything to the story it was just more to show homer's gluttony yeah but then springfield versus chris kringle <laughs> let me just show you how much shrimp homer simpson also had there's all those bags those huge yeah. mail bags 1800 letters all addressed to santa claus mm. <laughs> good a couple of quick throws want to do so during the ad for the frying dutchman it's got uh, Captain Callus walking up to Bugger. Do you need me to know what meeting more iced tea? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was actually probably my favorite sea captain in this yeah. episode. He is so good. He had so many beautiful lines mm. in this. And just the other one where uh, they're about to throw him out. And it's like, uh, that man ate a lot of ship and two plastic lobsters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seven bears. Time for leaving. Fairly warned. Be these. <laughs> says I. That's, I've used that plenty of times. And I've also used the... Uh, was a moonless light, black as pitch, when out of the mist walked a beast more stomach than man. Hey! <laughs> just, yeah, just open anything with that. Yeah. In fact, on your Tinder profile, just start with that. Yeah! It was a moonless night, black as pitch, <laughs> when out of the mist, and then, however you feel like completing Come that. Come see bottomless Pete, nature's cruelest mistake. <laughs> Come for the freak, stay for the food. He's hideous. I heard they shaved a gorilla. <laughs> and again, Marge just yeah. Shielding her face. Oh, why did she? Have, poor thing. Why yeah. did she have to be there? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, this is what I want to point as a difference between the last episode is Captain McAllister and so many times in the Teens Era episodes, he's just there to make a sea joke or a gay joke yeah. or a gay at sea joke. And this one, he was like poetic. And oh, yeah. Yeah, talked about the ships. 100% and... nautical all the time. <laughs> yeah. Although... Captain McAllister. Is it true you're not actually a real captain? <laughs> yeah. Well, he also has a lot of inconsistencies. Yeah. He's like yeah. a, in the same episode when they get all the springs and Homer flushes them, he's got the line, Yar, not a looker among them. But later on, same episode, goes, How did you miss that huge boat? Ah, two glass eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you, man? Yeah. I hate the sea and everything in it. <laughs> I <do love> that. <laughs> I've said that plenty of yeah. times. So yeah, definitely in our highlights of Captain McAllister playlist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Play count, how many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode? Uh, all I can eat. <laughs> all I can eat, all I can eat. Uh, yeah. The more than there are grains of sand in the sea. I'd say 17. more than there are letters to Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, I've seen this a whole bunch. I remember this in syndication over and over again. Yeah. I had a massive crush on Laura back in the day too. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that before or after you watched Roseanne? I'd say this kind of mix it blurs in the same time. Yeah, yeah. it feels like it happened around the same Early time. Early 90s yeah. was probably, yeah. I'd chance a bet that the Channel 10 programming block actually had these two back to back at some point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Roseanne was 10, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, we loved that show. We used to tape it. And even my brother, he had a massive crush on Sarah Gilbert back in the day. And may as well mention, yeah, the guest stars for this episode. We had Sarah Gilbert from Roseanne who played... Darlene. Darlene, that's Mm -hmm. it. That's right, my brother even had a rat named Darlene. Aww. (laughs) Mildly insulting. Yeah. (laughs) Rats are intelligent. Yeah, I know, but uh, it's yeah. also still a rat, uh, yeah, synonymous with disease and stealth and witchcraft. But yeah, she knocked it out of the park in this episode. Oh, yeah. The only criticism was, was I had was her laughs were a little bit staged. Like, yeah. obviously they were staged, but it was kind of, they felt really fake. Yeah, but I'm sure <laughs> it's hard to, like, stage laugh. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I can't judge uh, I, because I, I can't I, do it. Let's but... give it a shot. Ha, 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 ha. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, screw it. I know I'm trying to do my wizard yeah. laugh. Yeah, you gotta lean into it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's what a crazy a story. story, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how is your sex life? <laughs> 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 Sarah Girl, Rosa, did you guys watch that show much? Just yeah. brief, mm, brief no. detour? I did. I didn't know about the really depressing ending until like a year ago. Well, they yeah. really went off handle in the last couple of seasons. Which is a shame, but I don't know how it holds up. I haven't seen it no. well, since I was a kid. Don't worry, it's coming back apparently. Oh what? yeah, I heard that. See, yeah. Roseanne was responsible for me thinking that John Goodman was Tom Arnold for like the <laughs> longest time. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, because I'm like, she's married to Tom Arnold. I'm like, oh, oh right. right, yeah, she's exactly. married to yeah. Tom Arnold. Yeah. Who also wears flannel all the time. Yeah, It's weird, though, the things you believe when you're a kid. When I was a kid, I thought George and Newman were the same person. It was just George in a fat suit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. to Interesting. be fair, they do kind of have a similar, yeah, like, squinty face. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, also, one be... has hair. Yeah, but a fat suit. They could also yeah, be a right, hair suit. Right, they could right. be brothers. Ooh. Mm. Maybe they are. Detoured. Uh, guest stars. Yeah, Sarah Gilbert. She was amazing. She's also got that cute lisp, like that Joan Cusack. Gillian uh, mm. Anderson. Like a quarter, yep. quarter lisp kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, who's the one that was in the big, sin- the Holly Hunter? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that lisp. 
Like it's mm-hmm. almost uh, an accent kind of lisp. I don't know what it is. Right yeah, it's like all back of the cheeky. Like, oh, yeah. so <laughs> cute. And Pamela Reed, prominent voice actor, played Ruth Powers. Did, did she always play Ruth? Because I feel like she sounded different here. Yeah, yeah, she's been yeah. Ruth in uh, every single appearance. Then I'm having hallucinations. Even the Jim Junkie one, the steroid yep. one. Wow. Yep. All her. And also Phil Hartman, of course, yeah. is Lionel Hartz, who we yep. love. So fucking good. So what about some more impactful moments? What's stuck with you over the years? Quotes and things. Oh, oh, oh. Das butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that there, like, gives you the idea that there is, like, a porn parody of Das Boot. Like, yeah. I like the idea that this town's uh, wishing that <laughs> wag- welcome wag- wag- I didn't think about until this one, but yeah, the term welcome basket has porn in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go get a beer. Here's some porn. <laughs> Feels very Springfield, yeah. Very much so. <laughs> Especially the line of, this is for the man of the house, yeah. which I suppose is uh, you. you. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I feel like if we talk about anything next, we have to talk about going to see Grandpa for advice. <gasps> yes. <laughs> <laughs> which, again, I forgot was in this in a second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a fucking home run of a scene. Hey, can your grandpa do this? Hey, hey. Uh, huh. hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, but then to be backed up with, oh, you remember my birthday. Uh, and he's got, grandpa's got that twinkle in his eye. Like, yeah. Sure, here's a bus schedule. Ooh, it fits in my pocket. <laughs> he's so appreciative yeah. of any love because obviously the rest of the family forgot. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But then to wrap it up with... Um, <laughs> Have you ever had a crush on an older woman? I had a crush on the oldest woman. <laughs> I love that. And she fell in love with that Guinness Records crowd. Yeah. I yeah. wore a 15-pound beard of bees for that woman, but it wasn't enough. Also, I had to look up. Here's a photo of her delivering Yubi Blake. Yubi Blake was born in 1887. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so she was old enough, probably say 20, maybe 1967. So, wow. 1967 plus 120. That's a good research joke right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, but I think I've thought that line every time I've like had a shot with someone that didn't work out like I wore a 15-pound beard of bees for that one. <laughs> when I was younger, I actually had the reverse of oh Bart, you remembered my birthday where my grandfather popped round <laughs> on my birthday and I'm like, "Oh, granddad, you remembered my birthday." And he goes, "Uh yeah, Bus here's schedule. a bag of shopping. And it was just like corn and Vegemite <laughs> and sardines. And he just literally gone to the shops to pick up a few things and was stopping by oh, and no. just gave me his groceries. That's <laughs> lovely, though. What did you do with the corn? Did you dip it in the Vegemite? Yeah. <laughs> I remember being excited about the Vegemite. I love yeah. Vegemite. That's well, good. <laughs> he got you what you loved. Get some sardines, yeah. <laughs> I realize there's another Captain McAllister quote. Yeah. Tis no man, tis a remorseless eating machine. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he had so much great dialogue. But did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? You know it did. A hundred times, yes. Yeah, there's j- everything's on point here. Were there any wacky moments in this episode? So many. There's a bit where he hasn't washed his hand for like <laughs> ages, right? I noticed as well, like Santa's little helper, like they stage it really well. Like he's yeah. not in the shot and he gets up and he jumps onto the couch next to Lisa and like crosses his paws, which I thought one was super cute. Yep. Yeah. But then, yeah, getting stuck like super glue <laughs> to your yeah. dog <laughs> by bubblegum. it's gum. time I washed my yeah. hand. And your dog being able to carry you and pull you through <laughs> like a greyhound with like not a lot of bulk on him. Yeah, pretty wacky, but so funny. Uh, this Through the years, that always reminded me anytime anyone said, I'll never wash these hands. So it's like, yeah. that's the first thing that always comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, the moose from Northern Exposure is eating their garbage. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask. So that is the music to Northern Exposure. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 
There you go. 90s references. I, know. I also like the uh, rotting jack-o'-lanterns outside. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, how are there four years worth still, like, two of them are still recognizable? Yeah. 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 It shows a pattern. we got to remember this for the playlist. Uh, rotten jack-o'-lanterns playlist. Oh, yeah. Pair oh, this yeah. with the ballet Homer debt episode, Patty and Selma. Other wacky things. Jimbo. <laughs> Yeah. Flushing Bart down the toilet <laughs> and Skinner just standing oh. outside. Even though there's another stall right beside. Yeah. You've been flushing for 20 minutes. Is everything okay? Uh, uh, yeah. Yes, Principal Skinner. I'll continue to wait. <laughs> Poor Bart getting waterboarded for 20 minutes. I think it's called a swirly. That's yeah, a swirly. Water- <laughs> waterboarding is different. Yeah, yeah, but it's like teenage waterboarding. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like the equivalent. Entry level waterboarding. I just want to know what like the end game was because at some point they're going to have to come out. Yeah. And Principal Skinner is going to be there waiting. He's just going to flush this nerd as long as it takes. Yeah. And he's got his like newspaper there, like ready to read on the toilet. Yep. Other wackiness, the pals have hired clumsy student movers. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> what an excellent background. Don't call your attention to a yeah. joke. Mm-hmm. And immediately have the kid trip over and drop the lamp. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, but gives a babysitter like severe PTSD. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, put it down, Bart. Put it down. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah this I look was a after her now. Yeah, that's so sad. He's got a history Ooh. of that because there's the other one, and it's like, oh, look who's come crawling back. And then yeah, she runs screaming. And Yeah. What was he chasing after in that episode? In a lawnmower or I something? I think it was a lawnmower, yeah. No, no, no. It was just the car. He'd gotten the family car and he was dr- running her down. Lawnmower, car. As long as you drive it to work. <laughs> I don't know. Homer was about to eat a whole bunch of estrogen. <laughs> Maybe I'm not wa- getting enough. <laughs> I think he was eating estrogen. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, coat hangers, expired medicine. Okay, Homer, stay calm. Get all this stuff into your house. <laughs> he trips. He's like, Homer, you're not listening. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Homer was on such top form in this episode. But what about Bart? How was the heart? Oh, God. Torn out and thrown in the garbage. Oh, man. That's how the heart. You really feel for him. Yeah. You do. Like, we've talked about how they sort of built it up, but how about, like, how he dealt with it and the jealousy of Jimbo and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, we know that, like, Jimbo isn't a real isn't man of character. No, I mean, no. he's bald. Yeah. What I liked about when it started, though, was that Jimbo comes and picks Laura up and he goes, who's the dork? And then Laura goes, leave him alone. He's just a kid. Yeah, just, just a, a kid. kid. Just, just a kid. See, yeah. just a kid stuck in Bart's mind more than the dork line yeah. did. Yeah. And I thought that was a really beautiful way of showing that yeah. which one hurt more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like, because he's, he's him thinking, you know, maybe I've got a chance. And then he gets the double whammy of she's dating someone else. Yep. Not only that, she doesn't think I'm worthy of mm, yeah. being, of dating because I'm too young or I'm just like a child to her. And yeah, the follow-up, I'll show her who's just a kid. Bye, time for bed. I played out your Jimmy Jams. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jammy Jams. Yeah. Yep. Now we're getting confused because all around the world have different ways of saying pajamas. Mm. There's the black book ones. Girls, don't fight. If you fight, fight nice, like with pillars and gym jams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just to go back to Bart and Laura as well, their ending, I think it was nice that they sort of had this just friends understanding. Yeah, mm. it was a very mutual kind of understanding yeah yeah and bart being mature enough to recognize Mm. that and be okay with it is yeah yeah, like showing he's kind of growing as a person as well Mm. yeah it's like he did get hurt with the just a kid line and he he's not letting that go but he's sort of glad that jimbo's out of her life now as well because 
he is just a clod. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, he did try and undermine Jimbo, but he didn't. He just basically put him in a situation where he would reveal his true kind of character, I suppose. As we all know, a knife-wielding maniac (laughs) has Uh, shown us the way. Yeah. Ah, yes. Rusty and dull. (laughs) but yeah look I mean a lot of bullies are cowards and um, yeah he's just showing him for for what he was oh man don't kill me I wasn't gonna kill ya just just gonna gonna cut cut you a little (laughs) alright guys but yes or no yeah (laughs) totally what playlist are we putting it in Uh, Lionel Hutz episodes Lionel Hutz mentions of Ruth Powers yep definitely the Ruth yeah because I don't think Laura comes back again no I can't think so but romance episodes. Yep, absolutely. Um, good sea character ones. Like, oh, you know, yeah, like good sea captain. Yep. Sorry, no, I meant sea character, but sea captain, yes. Yep. He's a sea character, I'll say. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. That was a double. Yeah. <laughs> Dance fantasies. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. The two black and white. And I love how the black and white montage ended this time where all these fancy dance moves and whatever, and then wedgie. <laughs> oh, uh, the Simpsons start by watching TV. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. I haven't done that one for a while. Yeah. Or at least we haven't noticed it in a long time. Simpsons in court. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Appearances of blue haired lawyer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Lionel uh, Hutz. Mo prank calls. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I do have a question. So they live at 1094 Evergreen Terrace, but later it's 742. Yeah. It is 742 Evergreen Terrace, but there was another episode where Bart goes on the, the ride along with the cops mm-hmm. and they go, we've got a problem at 742 Evergreen Terrace. Uh-huh. Yeah, so there is a bit of uh, lack of continuity with their address mm. in the early days, but I feel like it's something that they finalised by season five. Yeah. BT, any other notes? I got a couple. What do you see in Jibbo? He's just a good-looking rebel who plays by his own rules. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> genius. Genius. Yep. So when... Laura first meets him, he falls down and wakes me. She's beautiful. Say something good. I fell on my bottom. (laughs) I've literally done this, if you want to hear a quick story. Absolutely. (laughs) So when we were touring through Russia with a Kentucky tour, there was the resident hot Canadian girl. Yeah. And uh, at some point, I'm at the bar, and there's all, you know, drunk Russians and a few of the Kentucky people spread around. I'm talking to hot Canadian girl. Yep. And, you know, we're kind of chatting awkwardly, and I'm like, try to say something witty, something, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, and this drunk Russian guy kind of walks over and kind of walks up and goes, oh, yeah, yeah. my friend thinks you're this. And she's like creeped out as shit. I'm like, oh, hey, sorry, buddy. She's actually with me. And he kind of goes, ah, oh, he kind of grabs me in a headlock, like, you're good, man. Ha <laughs> ha, slaps me on the back, walks away. And she's like, kills me, oh, Ben. Wow, thanks for that. It was really good. Didn't know what I was going to do there. I'm like, okay, this is your moment. Say something cool. My neck hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Back to <here>. Bravo. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm oh, sorry. That's devastating. <laughs> Worth <laughs> the bl- story 10 years later. <laughs> you blew it, Calloway. Yeah. You blew it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, that blew it re- like a balloon. <laughs> that again reminds me of Modern Family. It's like, you know what, honey? Those kind of things. That just became a funny story for me to tell at dinner parties. And it's like, how long did it take before it became funny? Oh, God, 10, 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> Any other notes? I uh, know that is me done. That is you done, Jordan. Just several quotes that have stuck with me. Like every time I'm like, oh, damn it, I will always now go, sigh. Like, just because of that one real estate dude. We should just agree to pay anything the Whitfields want. That could work. And then yeah. you hear the 
home a burp. And he goes, what was that? And he goes, sigh, like that. Oh, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I like that because it does tell you this has happened several times already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love that, yeah, they're just falling into his lap at this point. I'm not good at bargaining or haggling, so we should just pay whatever they want. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that her, like, fishes out, like, half a hot dog from his pool as well and is, like, going <laughs> to eat it, like, ugh. Of course he is. <laughs> and yeah, then, yeah, and then that's We're, enough for all of them. Just go goodbye and just walk away. <laughs> but I mean, the Winfields are aware of it too. I think it's part of why they're moving. She even yeah. says at the start, yeah. you know, when you walk by the open window, could you please wear some pants? Mm, no. <laughs> or even his line of, "Ah, gonna wait out the clock in Florida, huh?" Yeah. <laughs> and she's like. Yeah. Yes, but <laughs> that's not the point. Yeah. Uh, again, I've used the, oh, yeah, you, you talk so nicely to adults. My upbringing was painfully strict, man. <laughs> yeah. Any other notes? Uh, oh, I don't mind. Ask Heth, lady's <laughs> choice, the that filling is, the bubble the goo. Bubble pipe, yeah. Which also again comes up in. Yeah, a couple of times. Krusty mm. gets cancelled mm. where Bart actually walks around with Heth and he's got that same little bubble pipe. Fuck, I always <laughs> wanted one of those. Yeah. yeah. We'll, look, we'll keep an eye out for one. Absolutely. <laughs> Is it two guys from Kabul? The, yeah. Sometimes I think you want to fail. <laughs> shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> that was great. And uh, then fighting over the phone. Yeah. So good. Uh, that they get such little business. The last customers they probably had were the Powers family. Yeah. And, and I love as well that this sign about the thing says half price food as well. It's yeah. like everything is just got to go. Yeah. So did you catch what they were eating? I caught the word Lubna. I know what that is. Yeah. Come something Al Ghul. I can't remember. Well, Ra's Al Ghul. Yeah. I was about to say Ra's Al Ghul. But Lubna is like this beautiful cheese that you guys got to eat. See, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like a, it's a yogurt. Um, thing oh, okay. you, you kind of squeeze all the moisture out of everything to kind of make hard, yeah, like a cheesy yogurt ball. That's so good. But it was brown in their thing, and it's definitely like a white. Oh, yeah. And so that's Conan what's... knows what Lubner is, but the animators don't. No. So that's what's going to be an anal corner, is, is Lubner is like a... What's going to be an anal corner? <laughs> Along with... Oh, you having a bath? Yeah, and I wouldn't mind some privacy. But he leaves the door ajar, so like, yeah. how private does he want it to be? But... Just a little bit. Not yeah. too, not too. <laughs> Some to privacy, say. not all the privacy. When Jimbo yep. says, who's the dork? Like, he has been terrorizing Bart yeah. for so long. He knows exactly who it is. Yeah, he was the one that was flushing his head. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're never going to believe it. Now my pants are chafing me. <laughs> yeah, definitely use that line over the years. Yep. To sure no success. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, you know that stupid welcome wagon was going to ruin me, but he's <laughs> one got beer. one beer at a time. <laughs> yeah, one beer. But he's got Barney drinking out of his beer tap constantly <laughs> oh, yeah. and has like a bar tab that NASA has to calculate. Mm. And yet it's the one beer from welcome yeah. wagon that's going to ruin him. <laughs> And I just love Mo running with the knife, like, yeah. <laughs> like holding it above his head with map? the stabbing motion. Okay, so there it is, F5. F5. <laughs> Stupid wishing well. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> that was such a great little thing to return to. Mm. Uh, and last one, my ceiling mirrors and surveillance cameras <laughs> capture more than who's going to shoot me. <laughs> yep. Uh, that was a great scene in the Quickie Mart as well. Again, showing their bonding as they're mm. playing Escape from Death <laughs> Row. And the buttons are like, change of venue plead insanity remorse remorse if only i push the remorse button more times i think it's yeah it's it's kind of telling as well that she's better at him than mm-hmm. quite a few things because yeah. it's like oh if i'd pressed remorse one time i would have won but yeah no it's really lovely I, they're the whole arc is, is is really nice it's beautiful makes me happy mm. all right it is time for my quick fire notes pew, pew. 
when Ruth is complaining to Marge, oh, you know, they're sweet at first, and then you get married, and it's all career, career, career. Yeah. <laughs> and he's yelling inside his little brother yeah. in the hammock. <laughs> Don't you look at me like that. It's a, a perfect way to say that Homer is a shit husband joke. Yeah. You know? I don't know. He's like, at least he's taking care of the pets. It's, <laughs> he's not career, career, career. Yeah. He's maintained sweet. He's just an idiot. That's right. He's lovable, but he will fight with the dog occasionally. <laughs> Who wouldn't? My hammock. Mine. <laughs> oh, I wore my extra loose pants for nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, again, beautiful. Like, you'd think that the 50s and 60s exhausted all the pants falling down jokes. You really would have. Apparently and not. Yet, Simpsons mined a couple more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How long was that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know that dead body behind the mayor's office? <laughs> Jimbo killed him? No, he poked it with a stick. <laughs> again, just such juvenile and especially 90s things. Mm-hmm. But Bart's reaction is actually one of like, oh my god, like he puts yeah. his hand up to his Poked face it. and he's, yeah, like, Stick. what? What a rebel that plays by his own rules. Hey. <laughs> and my final note is Mo threatens to Bart over the phone, I am going to ram sausages down your throat and shove... Sa- uh, starving uh, dogs up your butt. Yeah, <laughs> starving dogs. <laughs> yeah. This is brutal. <laughs> yeah. Can you, you just, the visual of that is just very upsetting. <laughs> very visceral. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. I think it is time to rank this thing. Okay. Oh, gee, I <laughs> okay. wonder. I wonder. <laughs> um, BT, where are you going? I, uh, yeah, keep it... <laughs> I mean, it's not as densely packed with jokes and brilliant hilarity as we've seen in some of the cubic ones, but it is a really heartfelt story. It's very relatable, and it is really, really funny. And again, the amount of material that we've all internalized without even knowing which episode it's from yeah. is massive on this one. So for all those reasons and more, this gets a cubic zirconia. Absolutely. Jordan? These are the cubics of our zirconias. <laughs> um, yeah, that's exactly right. It is. It is a cubic zirconia. That's objective fact. And anyone who disagrees is a moron. No, look, it's it's so good. And I've forgotten, like I said, that the fact that I remember the Laura Powers part of this episode and go, oh, this is a great episode, and completely forget that it's the Frying Dutchman one mm-hmm. too. It just it's just a double whammy with such like that brings all the great lines and everything while the story is really the driver for for the A plot. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just love it. I really love this episode. Well, and just jumping on that, I forgot to mention before, Marge and Homer were going to court in one scene, giving Laura another reason to babysit, as well as the other one of um, them going to the Frying Dutchman. So Mm -hmm. they actually tied together without tying together in that way. Yep. So, yeah, I'm giving it a cubic zirconia as well. And in my little side index of episodes that we haven't done yet, I've listed this as a gold and i can't believe how wrong i am i could almost say that it's just it is such a well-driven story that i yeah. think and then yeah you forget how many iconic things happen in it absolutely because i guess in my memory i just thought oh this is the laura powers episode yeah mm. you got the little heart throwing against the wall but no this is just masterful writing in this mm. episode where they just build it up and satisfy everything so perfectly that this is one that I just can't give a cubic zirconia. Even though it's not as iconic as a lot of our other cubic zirconia, I think it's absolutely deserving of it. Did you hear that too? Yeah. Okay. Hear what? You said, I just can't give it a cubic zirconia. It's yeah. So like, I think oh, you mean shit. can't not. God damn it. <laughs> I must. Just edit in. 
I must give this a cubic centimeter. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can have that one for the deleted scenes, and I'll yes. take it again. There's just no way I could give this anything else but a cubic. Go- it's a good go to uh, take three. There's just no way I could have given this episode anything else but a cubic zirconia. God damn it! It's Dang just <laughs> no. I was going with that one. Oh, cubic okay. <laughs> zirconia. Yes. Yeah, there's just no way I could have given this episode anything else but a cubic zirconia. It's just too perfect. There's it's just so much to love. And yes, I am saying this is essential to the Simpsons experience. And it seems we're all saying that. Hurrah! Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right and that'll be a unanimous cubic zirconia all around this will be our 27th unanimous cubic zirconia wow. nice well done conan uh absolutely someone, someone let him know and his other episode marge versus the monorail also got a unanimous cubic zirconia from our panel <laughs> and other episodes that'll be joining is homer the heretic homer at the bat lisa's pony mm. homer the great mm-hmm. Bart sells his soul, Homer the Smithers, brother from another series, Lemon of Troy, Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 1 and 2, Boy Scouts in the Hood, Cape Fear. This le- episode list is just a real great time right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm having a great time just hearing you list them off. Going, That's, what a great episode. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's just another great episode. So, yeah, obviously. Episode pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little surprised Bart sells his soul got in there. Yeah. Oh, you watch it? And yeah. It's, I, think, I feel like yeah. it's one of those ones that when I watch it, it'll be like, oh, of course. Yeah, that was when you were still letting people choose. I was like, <laughs> I, well, I need to do that yeah. one because that's my, like, my favorite episode and I need to see it now. You and know, that is actually another one that I'd listed as a gold leading up to it. And then watching it, I was like, I can't give this episode anything less. Yeah. There is just so much perfect about it. Mm-hmm. And there's even a YouTube video, I think one of you shared it with me recently, where they deconstruct the... Bart on his bike and the street sweeper runs it over joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just why it is so funny. And there's like 10 layers of funny in that joke. <laughs> yeah. Before Raphael was Raphael. Yeah. 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 <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, Bart sells his soul absolutely deserves to be. Man, up there. I'm just kind of, I haven't seen it for so many years. I'm, I'm curious to check it out. And it also reminds me of the episode we did last week, The Last Temptation of Homer, the Mindy episode. Mm. I didn't expect that one to be a cubic zirconia, but damn, it's just. These episodes are just too perfect. You always seem to get filled with like singing episodes. <laughs> it's fun. Homer <laughs> yeah. loves Mindy. That Homer bit. <laughs> no, I was thinking about the oh Mindy, oh, no, oh Margie. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Well, that about wraps it up for episode seventy-two of the Simpsons Index. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and thank you for joining me, BT. It's sweaty in here. It is, Jordan. Thank you. It's petty. Tom Petty. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Tom Petty. No. <laughs> it's regretty in here. Yeah, it's super. Oh, mum's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. Check us out on Twitter at Simpsons Index. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for checking out the Simpsons Index podcast. Don't forget to go to www.thesimpsonsindex.com for the spreadsheet and information about upcoming episodes. And for today's extra content... Hello, my name is Elliot Jerry. Alright, and we just... Uh, duh, duh, duh. What do I usually say? And we are back, and we just watched season, episode, <laughs> name... Mr. Black. <laughs>
Cool. Uh, you know, you know the basic structure. Yeah, I've done like eighty of these, <laughs> and I've only done seventy-two. In this episode, <laughs> sorry. How did this feel? <laughs> it's time to rank this thing, guys. What did you think? I did a little Elliot like, like drawstring. <laughs> yeah. An Elliot soundboard app. Yep. And then they hand you a Canadian club, and you're like. Bleh. Ah, <laughs> eh, Canadian clubs, all right. I'm not even a member. Sugar <laughs> garbage. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, gets you drunk. Eventually. We're it's... looking at an end game here. Maybe like, if you distilled it. Yeah, get the, get the whiskey out of the sugar. Yeah. And uh, have that. Yeah. And then have their maple syrup. <laughs> if Ooh. it wasn't sugary enough. <laughs> yep. Actually, that's what Canadian club is. Just regular whiskey and maple syrup. Probably. <laughs> Fermented maple syrup. Pretend yeah. that doesn't sound great. <laughs> Pretend. I would, I would drink a maple syrup liqueur. Yeah, Hell someone's yeah. like, here's like a shot of maple syrup and whiskey. I'm like, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> okay, I'm going to go home and do that. Uh, later, the buddy. Simpsons Index are going to Canada. <laughs> That's all the syrup in the house. <laughs> yeah. There is a live caterpillar trying to escape your room. Hey, you get back year. to work. <laughs> Larry. God damn <laughs> Why do caterpillars? They're all like, oh, they're a great diversity hire. No, they're not. <laughs> they don't contribute to the podcast. Yep. Yep. They crawl away from the mic very slowly. Oh, so annoying. Get more beer. <laughs> <laughs> and all those weird, like, fantasy football websites that were. I thought that was funny because there were a while there, especially because I'm a big podcast listener, that yeah. all of them were sponsored by fantasy football oh, things. Really? I still not. don't even know how that works, and I don't want to find out. Oh, they're just basically betting apps for your phone, but they're, it's tied in with fantasy football. Yeah, I still don't know what that is. And if you're listening carefully back to this audio, I said I didn't want to find out. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. So I'm what kidding. happens is, no. Speaking of, where's, where's Larry? Is he still around or is he about to fire yet? Oh, he's up on the wall. Look. Oh. You go, Larry. You, you keep trying. And bring more beer. <laughs> Larry, what the fuck? <laughs> and look, having been to fetish stores, it's true. There's a lot of leather sold in fetish and, and, and stores. But they move cow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, she had that weird relationship with Woody Allen. Yeah, I don't Who know. has a normal relationship with Woody Allen? It's not possible. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> I seen a dude once that was actually pretty well dressed, and he was going around picking up cigarette butts in Newtown and uh, putting them in rolling paper and like wow. rolling them again. Yeah. I'm like, that's how he afforded that fine suit. <laughs> Thrift. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. He's actually like the IKEA guy. He's a millionaire, but he still takes the bus to work and Could stuff be. like that. Oh, he died recently, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, poor guy. And we all made jokes about assembling coffins. <laughs> yeah. Our IKEA. He got turned into a flat pack. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 